Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. This meeting of the Movie Council is now in session. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Movie Council podcast, the number one ranked movie podcast on the internet. My name is Dan Sherry. I am your host. I am joined again by my co-host, the COO of the Movie Council, Mr. Andrew Sherry. Evening. And the art slash security director of the Movie Council, Mr. Marky Bondarit. Good evening. That's <laughs> very tame tonight. I like it. All right. <laughs> I feel like this a professional is... on a CNN yeah. court debate. We, we are back tonight. Uh, this is episode 60. And, and let me first say, I apologize to all our faithful listeners. We, we missed last week. We, we didn't have an episode, and I could tell Last Monday, I could actually hear the outcry. I heard people wailing when there was no Movie Council podcast episode last week. But we're back again this week, and we're better than ever. Uh, gentlemen, how have you been? It's been? How has your past two weeks been? Well, what's been going on? How, how is everything? What you guys been up to? Well, AJ? Yeah. Life is typical for me. Um, I missed not recording last week, but yeah, everything's good. Happy good. to be back. Good to hear. Marky, what's going on, my man? That's, that's what, when, when you asked that question, I, was, I had to do like a, a quick rethink. Like, what the fuck was, have I been up to the past two weeks? It's just same old, same old, you know, mm-hmm. uh, without recording last week. I enjoyed a little bit of uh, reclaiming my Friday night. I spin it by drinking the same or maybe a little bit more alcohol than normal than mm-hmm. when we record. And I played video games instead. So other than that, same stuff, man, work and family. Good times. Good times. Nothing new and exciting to really report. Yeah. I'm uh, pretty much on the same page. Yeah. But I mean, I'm excited to be back this week. Uh, we, we got a fun topic. We're going to be, talking about but uh before we get into that there's something i've been i've been wanting to ask you guys uh so so this isn't movie related this is just kind of life related and i'm kind of curious on your you guys your your feelings on this where you where you stand on this debate so uh, uh to give a little setup here uh on my commute to work every morning right uh i go from I-93 to I-95 and uh, where they meet every morning, like the traffic gets way backed up. It's horribly set up. It's terrible the way this is set up here just north of Boston. But uh, so, so when I drive in the morning, the, the right lane is backed way up. The, The traffic is all the way back in the right lane. And, you know, there are now, as far as I can tell, two types of people. There's the type of person that, as a driver, they know the traffic's there, so they get over into that right lane 
right away, just kind of in the back of the traffic so not cause any and problems. Wait. And you wait in traffic and just exit. And then there's the type of driver that kind of stays in that second lane right up until the last minute and then just fucking cuts someone off and forces their way in and gets to the front of the line and exits. So my question is, right. which kind of driver are you? Are you driver A that gets in line or driver B that cuts everyone off? And if you're driver A, do you fucking hate the guts of driver B? Marky, why, why, why don't you tell us first? Which, which one are you? You driver That's, A or driver B? I'm, I'm, I'm driver B, but I'm also going to add uh, a, a third option to that. I'm driver mm -hmm. C. And the fact that I hate that shit so much that I'm going to get up early enough to where that line is not as long as it is. I ah, do just get out before I, the traffic. <laughs> try to get out in front of it as much as possible. Mm -hmm. I despise the people that race to the front. In fact, I've got a, uh, a similar situation near my house and it's not a uh, rush hour traffic thing. It's just the way the tra traffic funnels near where I live. Mm -hmm. And everyone knows it goes from three lanes to two. And those assholes that live around me, they still race to the front and they throw a blinker on last minute. And the people that are driver B, we hug each other bumper to bumper as tight as possible. We and stick together in. like a Roman phalanx. We don't <laughs> let those assholes in. All right. A AJ, what about you? What driver are you? You get in line guy or cut everyone guy? Well, I'll echo Marky. I'll tell you, if I don't get up early enough to avoid the lines or i don't find some alternate route via gps then i'm mm -hmm. just i'm probably going to wait in the line and if i'm late for work so be it all righty so like, life is life is too short i have to reduce my stress i can't stress about being late for shit anymore you know so that's ahead. my answer yeah myself i am fucking drive all the way in that second lane to the last minute and oh, cut somebody oh, off Jesus. guys i do you know like i sit in this fucking traffic every day I, i've gotten used to it. i do have a couple rules like i i won't stop in that second lane and hold up more traffic like if i can't get over i'm just fucked i have to keep going to the next exit but right i always get over so it <laughs> doesn't matter but people you know, uh, really get pissed at me when i cut them off oh so many people get so mad. I bet. <laughs> How do you feel about that, though? Does it make you like, does do you chub up? Do you get a thrill out of it? Or do you feel bad every day? Like a little bit of you gets chipped away? Or do you uh, not think about it? I feel slightly bad. But at the same time, like technically, the way I do it is the best way to do it. Like the best way there's to an opening to take traffic it. is to use as much right. of the road as possible. So by using that right. second lane and not making that other line longer, I'm technically helping I, traffic. I agree. But I, I have heard that argument and I, I can't, I used to uh, try to uh, debate against that. But the more I think about it, I think you're right because a lot of times in that right lane, that's long as shit. There's going to be somebody, you know, because everyone's going slow as hell. There's going to mm -hmm. be somebody that's not paying attention. And there's going to be two, three, four car lengths that open up. Fucking take that right. shit, you know, yeah. get in there. And you're right. It, instead of adding to the length of that right lane, just scoot to the front. Now, the assholes, the real assholes are the ones that stop in that oh, I left hate those lane. People, yeah, I, I will not stop. That's my one rule. Like, I won't stop. 
Mm-hmm. And the other one that I won't do, which some people do, is they'll just take the exit from that second lane and yeah. just kind of make the exit two cars right. wide, which I won't do that either. That's a bullshit move. Yeah. So, you know, I, I drive a lot for work, uh, not the uh, different routes all the time. Like I find myself in different states mm-hmm. and I find myself in this situation for the first time. Like I don't know these roads. And then I'm like, That's oh, shit, difference. this lane's ending throw a yeah. blinker on and there's people that do this every day are like fuck you and i'm like i don't live here Let me in. <laughs> yeah i i am actually fortunate that i don't drive the interstate hardly at all as a matter That's of fact right. i yeah. i go so much time without driving on the interstate that when i do drive on the interstate it's a little nerve-wracking because i haven't right. done it in so long <laughs> like i'm like I feel like I'm on the New Jersey Turnpike, which I always use. Right. Which I, anytime I'm on there, it stresses me out. Um, I feel like that. I'm like, this is so foreign to me. I'm on this. I have to go in 60 I'm on this, miles an hour. On, yeah, forever. I'm on this four lane yeah. road going 60 miles an hour, 65 miles an hour. I'm not used to this. I need to like be very yeah. careful when I switch my lanes. Like, I'm not used to being on the interstate. Yeah. Yeah, see, that is the thing. Like with me, it's I do the same route every morning. So, like, I, I know where the traffic's going to be. I know how to cut people off quite well. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, if it's a new place you haven't been, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a lot harder. But yeah, like I said, I do it every morning. So, you know, but, I feel like traffic, I, I do drive a lot. I drive miles. The, the longest I've racked up is uh, for work is 13 hours in a car one way that's you know there's times where i've driven from charlotte to lafayette there's times where i drove from charlotte to memphis tennessee um that's like 13 hours and i feel like this the driving culture is people talk about it you know when they move states the driving culture is different in different places Mm -hmm. and you can also tell a lot there's, I feel like you can tell a lot about like the uh, kind of like just a, a bubble research of society of how traffic or how people react in traffic. A lot of people, I believe in the world, there's just too many assholes. And when you're on the road, you really feel it. There's people that mm. do not give a fuck about anybody else. They're only out there for themselves. And there's no reason for them to not let you in. But for God willing, they will not they, let you in. They they will fucking get in a wreck before they let you in. Yeah, that's one thing that I always found odd. It, like, even when I don't cut people off, like if someone needs to get in, I always just let them in. Like, what's the big fucking yeah. deal? Like one car length isn't going to change my life, you know? So oh, and they, what's the problem with letting someone in? But yeah, those people are, oh my God, they will die before they let someone cut them in traffic. I don't it's fucking weird. And is <laughs> if you think about it, you're by letting somebody in, are you really changing how soon you get to your destination? Seconds not, maybe, yeah. if anything. Right. Yeah. But what yeah. you're doing is you're just increasing the risk of accident and ruining someone's day or life. Mm-hmm. So it's it's absurd how militant and mad maxi people get on the road right so <laughs> i prefer to take a happy-go-lucky approach to it 
Right. Yeah. Like AJ said, you can't get stressed about it. Yeah. So, so what I do, like I said, every morning I I deal with that because usually I, I almost always running late. So I have to take the quickest way to work. But the way home, right. I don't. I don't Which even is take cutting the people interstate. Off. Yeah, I'll take all the back roads home and take my time. But yeah, uh, on yeah. the way to work, I do. I'm usually in a rush, so I got to cut people off. <laughs> and yeah, when I'm taking a uh, a nine or eight hour drive to my destination, then I can like sit back and relax. I've got all my podcasts queued up, and mm-hmm. I'll just watch the mayhem and unfold in front of me. And like, you know, I let people yeah. in like, oh, go ahead, you know, give people space. And yeah, mm-hmm. but I, yeah. I used to work at a, a, a nine to five job in Charlotte and it would have to take that death row route every day to work. And it, it drove me insane because I used to see the same cars in traffic. We used to always be out there for blood trying to like get in there, <laughs> but ah, it's much easier enough. when you just uh, accept that you're going to be a couple minutes late. Right. Yeah, it, it really is. So, it, it's, yeah, it's actually a good way to live life. Just <laughs> accept mm-hmm. that you might be late and enjoy the yeah. ride. So, there you go. Oh. Uh, oh, excellent. All right, boys. Thank you. Thank you for indulging me on non movie stuff. But uh, I got one <laughs> more thing. This is movie related. Uh, I, I came across another one of those kind of uh, some lists, but. Uh, Big fan of lists. So this one is the the 15 best first lines in movies. So I'll, I'll go first through the lines. list here. I'll give you guys a couple of the lines. See if you guys can tell me what movie they're from. All right. All right. So uh, we'll go through. Like number 15 was from the movie The Jerk. I am not a bum. I'm a jerk. I once had wealth, power, and the love of a beautiful woman. Blah, blah, blah. All right, so yeah. number 14 on the list. Let's see if you guys know this one. I was 12 going on 13 the first time I saw a dead human being. Stand by me. Stand by me. Very good, AJ. Oh, nice. Uh, all right, here we go. Number 13. Listen, here's the thing. If you can't spot the sucker in the first half hour of sitting at the table, then you are the sucker. Oh, I know this. Yeah, yeah me too. Matt Damon. Oh, Rounders. 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 Very good. Yes. Uh, Speaking of Matt Damon, number 12 is from Goodwill Hunting. Oh, my God. I got the most fucked up thing I've been meaning to tell you. Uh, Here we go. Number 11. Marky, you should get this one. Mm, I look good. I mean, really good. (laughs) Hey, everyone. Come and see how good I look. (laughs) That's awesome. That's the first line. (laughs) <laughs> I look good. I look really good. Everyone, come and look how good hey, I look. Everyone, <laughs> come and look how good I look. Uh, all right, number ten is from uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Who am I? You sure I you, you want to know? I thought, uh, I'm I thought not going to go see the movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Number okay, nine okay. is from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. All right, here we go. Number eight. Let's see if you guys know this one. This is a tough one. I always wondered why no one did it before me. I mean, all those comic books, movies, TV shows. You think that one eccentric loner Super. would have made himself a, a costume? You're close, Super? no. Mm. Um, close. Kick 
ass. Kick ass. Very good. Yes. Uh, all right. Number seven. I don't think you guys would know this one. So we'll just, it's uh, from Jerry Maguire. All right. So this is the world and there are 5 billion people on it. When I was a kid, there were three. It's hard to keep up. Um, uh, no, number six is from Kubo and the two strings. If you must blink, do it now. Never seen hmm. that movie. Mark, have you ever seen that movie? Kubo and the two no, strings? No, I don't even recognize the title. Uh, it's, uh, it's an anime. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number five is from Love Actually. So we'll skip by that. All right. Number four. This is a tough one, but maybe you know it. It's uh, no matter what they say, it's all about the money. That sounds familiar. all about the money. Keep your eye on the coins. From Pretty Woman. That's a, that, that was a tough uh, one. I would I would have not have gotten that. All right. And, and then actually three, two are terrible. I don't even know how they're on this list from Risky Business. And uh, the well, the part is not a terrible line, but it's not very part must have been a jet from Jack Nicholson, right? Yeah, it's I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want I my environment to be a product of me. Yeah, so, eh. I would have known. And that then, I love uh, that movie. And then number one, I find this very surprising. Is the the line is, "Are you watching closely?" Uh, prestige. The prestige, very good, Marky. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I I'm impressed that you knew that one. Congratulations. And somehow on the list, not on the list, is what for me is the greatest first line in a movie. The uh, as far back as I could remember, I always I wanted, to be, wanted to be a gangster. Be a gangster. Is that not yeah. the best fucking opening line in right. movie history? I mean, right. I mean, I know you could say Rosebud from Citizen Kane, but come on. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Got to be the fucking best opening line. Ray Liotta as yeah. Henry Hill. So, but yeah, the prestige one. Mark, I'm impressed. Good job getting that. Wow. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Again, that, that was a good time. Thank you, boys. Uh so let's uh let's dig into tonight's topic. We are we're, we're going back to the bunker, people. And this time at the bunker, we're we're going to be talking about the TV series we bring with us to the bunker. We're gonna we're gonna start off with that. Uh, depending on how long this goes, we may we may get into uh, some more movies that we would bring to the bunker with us if we were. You know, maybe able to get out of our bunkers and like, you know, salvage it. Maybe we come across a like an Amazon warehouse with a bunch of DVDs and we got time to grab a few more. But uh, for, for this first part of the, the episode, we're going to be talking about TV shows and like complete series that we would take to our doomsday bunker. Um, I've got five, AJ, I'm assuming you, you got your list of five. Uh, yeah, I have right. some. And Marky, you got yours. You're ready to. You're ready to go, Marky. Why don't you I do. start I... us off then and let us know. All right, your first TV show you would take with you to your doomsday bunker. I think my first TV show that I would take is the one that kind of falls in line with. Well, it falls in line with uh, the whole theme of this doomsday day bunker idea. I, I believe this is the most rewatchability. Um, and for me, this show is one that if it's on, I'm always going to watch it. And then if it's not, I'm 
periodically searching it out and finding it to watch it. I've seen every episode they've put out. They've got 14 seasons right now. Season 15 is going to drop on December 1st. You took one of mine. (laughs) (laughs) It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, Oh, no, you didn't. You didn't take one of mine. Okay. I fucking love that show. Oh, thank God. Because this one, this is one I wanted to take. But I have so many other shows. I was like, someone else got to bring Always Sunny. And fucking thank God you did. Because this show is absolutely hilarious. It it's so criminally underrated too. Okay, you think like so? it, it's never won a single fucking it's never, I don't no, think it's ever true. even been nominated for an I Emmy award. Just, I think it's cuz it's so crass. It's so, so um it's dark. It's um it's uh, unapologetic. Yeah, crude mm-hmm. all of you know, the for above. for its for its opinion, you know what I mean? about things so and it's it's its own animal like i just don't think it, it's going to be appreciated the way you know some mainstream comedies are going to be appreciated yeah and yeah. it's it's uh if if anybody is unfamiliar with the show or vaguely familiar with the show it stars uh glenn howerton uh rob McElhoney, his wife uh kate olsen olsen yep caitlin, caitlin olsen Caitlin Olson, Charlie and Day, Danny Charlie DeVito. Day, and Dan DeVito. Um, so Dan DeVito wasn't in the first season, nope. and the the feeling of the first season was a, quite a bit. Well, all the earlier seasons, it's the show wildly different. Yeah, it wildly is, different. The first season was wildly different, but the show itself has grown. Um, oh, evolved so much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did a I did a rewatch recently. At least the first maybe five or six seasons I got through. And yeah, that first season is wildly different, and it just yeah. kind of it. Grows I don't think it, it wouldn't have that. lasted the way it was. Yeah, um, by adding Devito, they really that element really changed the game for them. It did, mm-hmm. and then on top of that, they evolved. Like uh, Dan Devito's character, all the characters have evolved and changed, and I think that's kept the show alive. It's it's breathed fresh air into it. The show mm-hmm. is uh, primarily written by the people that star in it they do have guest writers come on um fred savage used to be the primary director of the show mm-hmm. um for or for quite a while at least and, and then they started having guest directors but they've they've kind of changed with the times a little bit or maybe not necessarily that but they've definitely almost like david bowie they've just kind of they keep changing themselves enough to, to stay relevant mm-hmm. and but it's the humor it has to be for you to like the show and if it is for you then it is perfect in my opinion I, it is i know so I, good i know we're not doing this but two of my favorite episodes uh, um the, uh-huh. the bogs the bogs episode we're trying to break yeah. bogs, bogs record <laughs> yeah. on the plane and then the episode where they're at the at the restaurant and, and uh, Charlie and uh, Mac, uh, Charlie and uh, Frank want like uh, uh, Mac and, and Dennis Homage. to give them give them tribute, yeah, <laughs> pay them tribute. That's what it is, yeah. <laughs> and they get that shitty oh. uh, table near the the door to the kitchen, and they yeah. keep hitting Dennis to the arm with the door <laughs> and the kitchen door. Yeah. Yeah, it's oh, so that, that brings it's up great. a good point 
because a lot of episodes like that restaurant one, the episodes are written in like an old school uh, comedy of a of a play where mm-hmm. there is a clear crescendo of buildup and information into where it all comes to a boiling point and things just the the group is extremely narcissistic they're well, completely uh, it's never more obvious than when they're in that people. uh when they're in that psychiatrist the, that episode with the psychiatrist <laughs> mm-hmm. because of the the dinner the dinner they had yeah the, yeah was supposed to do the dishes i think was the question right who was supposed yeah. to do the dishes was one of the yes yeah. This is the sticking so point. <laughs> I can't wait for this so next incredible. season. Oh my god! And, so and, and Dennis has like a book on everybody. He's like psychoanalyzing everybody. <laughs> yeah, he brings his own information. He brings, uh, yeah, he office. brings dossiers on everybody. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, the, so the side characters, great so stuff. Incredible. The, I am coming over the to your reoccurring every side day characters. To watch that. Yeah. Oh, the McPoyles. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. the McPoyles, the uh the bridge friends, Frank's cricket. bridge friends. Yeah. <laughs> rickety rickety cricket. cricket. Talk about Dude. an evolution of a character. Dude, he started out, as started out as a Catholic priest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's a scarred, one-eyed, burned, homeless person. <laughs> they yeah. fucking destroyed that- cricket. <laughs> Another yeah. episode, Charty McDennis is another great episode. This yeah, is so too game. many to name. Too many to oh, name. Oh, it Char- is so good. I'm so the, glad you brought the, that show, Marky. That is the so fact that good. Frank is Frank is like obscenely wealthy, but lives like in squalor. Yeah, he lives in squalor. Yeah, total squalor. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking amazing. Sleeps in the same Love bed as Charlie. Show. Like, yeah. he's night got his like uh, he's got, night crawlers. He's got yeah. his yeah. He's got his toenail pick, whatever the knife. His, 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 his toe knife. His toe knife. <laughs> like, oh, I botched that one. That's a gusher. <laughs> Give me a tissue. Okay, a, I'm plug a, the hole. Yeah, people. If you have not seen, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. It's on Hulu. Just go on and start watching. Oh it, yeah, all the, the FX stuff. Yeah, it is so so funny. It is one of the it's best comedies on TV, without a doubt. Something that's uh, kind of refreshing, I guess, in a way, is the intro and the theme song has been the same since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that is unchanging. They shoot the show in LA. It's it's supposed to be based in Philadelphia, so like the city plays a backdrop every once in a while. But uh, it's yeah, it's gold. It's wonderfully written. I'd. I'd have a hard, uh, there's episodes that are better than others, but there isn't really an episode that's not good. The show yeah. is dynamite all Brilliant. the way through. It's so well-written. It's so funny. God, very I fucking consist- love that show. And you know what? The characters are very consistent, like as far as how they play them, like not, they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, well, Charlie's a wild card. We know that, but like they're, <laughs> Wow, they're, card bitches. They're they're they're, cra- they're crazy, right? So that but they're they're consistent mm-hmm. as far as like who they are as characters. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They never kind of stray. You never you never kind of lose who they are. You know, yeah. in other words, they you know embody, what they're gonna they, do. They're they embody the characters. I, I guess absolutely you know, mm-hmm. yeah, really well. So I'm glad you guys like that show. Yeah, I, I, God I don't know damn, if we could be friends if you show. didn't, right. Oh, very nice. That's a awesome, awesome pick, Marky. H A. Thank you. 
hit us. What, what, what is your first show you're taking with you to your bunker? God, you guys, like, I, I, I don't, it's hard to top it's always sunny in philadelphia i know right it seems like it's all downhill from here (laughs) not just that but like i don't know if you guys i don't know if you guys my picks are that was my favorite that's my that's my top right i don't don't know anyone else to take it so i wanted to say it first yeah i just i don't know if you guys have seen all these shows that i might be naming so probably i go for it i bet we have i bet i yeah and I don't want to go with another comedy. I kind of want to change gears because I have some comedies on here. Well, shit. Mm-hmm. Now that I look at mine, all of mine are comedies. <laughs> like, I well, didn't, I'll I didn't tell even you, think about that when I was putting it down. I'll get this out of the way. We don't have to talk about it too long, but um, it's the only TV series I actually own a physical copy of the series okay. on Blu-ray. And that's um, the reboot of Battlestar Galactica. Uh-huh. I've never actually seen that. I've heard it's I yeah, I've always wanted to watch it too, but it I is like, one yeah, of the most. It. it is one of the most complete shows, and it's not like, it's not like it's like science fictiony, like super sciency. Like it's, it's, it's a, it's a drama that just takes place in space on a spaceship with real humans okay. and real stories. It's just, okay. it's, it's just the backdrop is, is, is in space, and it's humans fighting for survival against these this this race of robots it's called cylons and it's just it's only four seasons but it's it's just it's edward james almost is the lead they they brought in like like veteran actors like real legit actors top gun actors and they really like they entrusted the you know these roles to them and it's just it's a it's a it's a great cast and it's just an amazing show and i recommend it to anybody that i mean mark you like science fiction i love it yeah i've been meaning it's like it's like uh it's it's got that space opera i don't i like i said i own the physical blu-ray series um i've owned it for quite some time now like i just it's my favorite like completed dramatic series i'd say because i don't think of it as sci-fi or like i think of it as drama that just happens to take place on a spaceship you know and there's lots of philosophical things about it and there's it's very a deep thinking sort of show and it's it's just dynamite so that's my first and you know what watch it yeah, yeah, I do. I, Come I over do to my bunker it. and watch it. Oh, yeah, I will. I'm in. Yeah, I'm totally in. I'm glad you have it because I've always been meaning to watch it. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. one of those shows that I've it, like. I have other friends that fucking love it, and I, it's been recommended time and time again. And I just I haven't got around to watching it. I'm sure I've but recommended I, it to you. Yeah, you, you were definitely one of the ones because it is so. one of my absolute favorite shows I've ever watched. Yeah, uh, through right, and I through will. from from episode one to the very end. So. You know, so and I think it. I think the ending. They they in my eyes they nail it. There was some controversy about the way it ended, but I thought they nailed it. So, Very so nice. it looks like it's free on Peacock. Hey oh hey now. And then you got to pay for it on. You say Tubi, else. Tubi and Peacock. It's uh, I just oh Googled that's it nice. Tubi's a cool. Service. Yeah, Tubi kind of fucking rules. 
like yeah, now Tubi's that I don't have cool cable service. anymore, I watch a lot of Tubi. <laughs> yeah, Tubi's cool, yeah. man. So, yeah. What yeah, kind of what kind of pricing was Tubi? Nothing. Yeah, it's free. Oh, is that, yeah. is that free? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, which is why I like it so much. It's my yeah, favorite thing not, about it. There's no <laughs> subscription fee. It's got it's ads amazing. or something, I guess. Yeah, and I got like a bunch of I channels so, yeah. that I watch live and yeah, stuff on demand. It's nice. great. So, all, all right. right. So that uh, that comes around to me and, and my my first TV series. Uh, I'll go ahead and get this one out of the way because it's possible it's on one of your lists as well. Because it's it's well regarded as one of the top shows of all time, and it's a show like all my picks are shows that I have already watched in its entirety more than once. And this one I've seen front to back, I don't know, at least three times already. And it's just as good every time I watch it. And that is The Sopranos. That show is fucking perfect. My God, like there are some people that complain about that last episode and the way it ended, but that shit was fucking perfect. It was so fucking well done. I love that show. Fucking Tony Soprano is one of the great fucking characters in TV history. Uh, and yeah, like I said, I've watched it multiple times. It doesn't fucking get old. It, it's just as good every time I watch it and I can watch it over and over. I fucking love the Sopranos. Marky? Yeah. Can I tell you a secret? Yeah. I've never seen it. Oh, you're so lucky. You get to fucking watch The Sopranos for the first time. That's, that's, you have no the, idea the Sopranos how lucky you is are. One of those, it's one of those shows that uh, you don't openly admit in public that you've never seen before because you might get attacked. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not something that you just want to tell everybody. I, you know, I, I watched like half of the first episode and then life happened. I can't remember. And I just I had, didn't go back to it for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But it's always up there on HBO. Uh, one of these days I'll have to pick it up. Yeah. So good. I haven't watched the movie yet. The the many oh, Saints right. of Newark, which like a just prequel came out. movie that just came out a couple months ago. I haven't watched that one yet, but I, I'm sure I will at some point. But goddamn, I love that show. AJ, you said you had it on your list too. Yeah, it's on my list. So I have alternates, so I'm just gonna pick one of my alternates. Yeah, but good. Yeah, it's on my list. Yeah, get, yeah. Hop in the fucking get the hyperloop. Come over to my bunker. Yeah, and we can watch some Sopranos. Is that is that uh, about your rules? Is, is the movie there that came out? Is that, that's Gandolfini's son, right? Yes. Is it? Yeah. Is yeah, it really? Yeah, Gandolfini's yeah. son is the star of that one. Wow. Yeah. I'm sad we lost Gandolfini. He's one of those that, uh, I mean, besides the Sopranos, I think he was quite underrated. That guy was great. Yeah, he was a gem. That's, that's, he really that's was an actor. Yeah, he was a gem. Ah, uh, big time. All right, so uh, let's move on to our second movie. Or, I'm sorry, second TV show. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna have Marky kick it off again. Marky, you're number two. What do what, what do you got? What do you bring into the uh, bunker? Thank you, sir. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and bring up one that we have mentioned on the show quite a bit um, mm. as a movie as a movie podcast we've talked about this show or at least aj and i have um i think you too dp and there aren't very many seasons there's only three right now they just wrapped up their third season 
And on a bit of a cliffhanger, I cannot wait for them to pick it back up. I fucking love this show. I mean, that's why it's in my list. I've seen every episode out of their short three seasons. But this is What We Do in the Shadows, the TV adaptation of the movie by the same name. Um, originally created by Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement. The show is uh, credits them as creators and they are producers. Um, the writers and directors of the show, I don't know how affiliated they are with the original concept, but whatever they're doing, it's, in my opinion, they're, they've grown. I love the movie and they've grown past the movie i mean obviously they've got more content now than whatever the 90 minutes was of the movie um and it's it's just hilarious i mean it's it's a mockumentary style show where it's set in new york and a film crew follows around the uh these vampires that all live in a house together and it's kind of like the office i guess where you don't really as a viewer you forget that you're a part of like a film crew or like watching it through a, an actual third party lens and until it becomes apparent, like with a, a little interview or someone looks at the camera and talks directly to the camera, but right. very smartly written show. Um, like I said, it's short only through seasons, but uh, I can't wait for more. I love it. I've already watched uh, the episodes that are available multiple times. And I don't know if you guys have are up to date and saw the last one, but uh, it's a bit of a cliffhanger. I'm not going to spoil anything. Oh, I haven't finished the last one yet. So, okay. Uh, all right. Okay. Because I couldn't agree more. I fucking love this show as well. It, this is so fucking funny. Uh, what's say Matt Berry. Yes. Uh, it made me my favorite guy on that show. He is fucking hilarious. Yeah. But of course, as we've mentioned multiple times, fucking Colin Robinson really Colin Robinson. is amazing on that show. That show's so fucking funny. Well written. Like the the characters there, like the way they interact with each other is so fucking great. Like, you know, like yeah. the tension and it, you know, it's like Guillermo now it's mm-hmm. the, the the bodyguard for them instead of right. familiar and man, ah, the, the characters are so so funny together they play off each other so well yeah i i'm with you i love this show i can't wait for more seasons for this and lately uh colin robinson and um matt barry's character uh, mm-hmm. I forget his, the name of the character at the moment, but they've been like buddying up together and like mm-hmm. going on like little adventures together lately. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Like and when, they were, when they went, then when they found the siren. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah awesome. on the island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Colin Robinson falls in love with the siren for real. Yeah, I have to admit, I haven't seen the last couple episodes of this past season. I'm not quite to finish it. I'm not. Yeah, 100% I got. Caught I think I got two more to go as well. So. But yeah, it's so great. I, I fucking love that show. Very, mm. very, very good call, Marky. This, oh, this is you. one again. Uh, we will be at your bunker to watch this. Nice. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's one of those two kind of, uh, and I'm thinking of another show that I feel like these shows that are at their strongest 
are the ones that don't need to switch up their intro, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. it's always sunny. It was very basic and same intro, but they stuck with it throughout their whole season. What we do in the shadows is only three seasons, but it's been the same so far. And it's it's a, it's a great little jingle that they've got mm-hmm. in there. I love that song. And yeah. there was even, uh, there's one episode where they focused on Nondor in this recent season. And the intro song was done in Farsi because uh, his character is supposed to be from like the Iraq-Iran border. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the intro was done in Farsi with like uh, instruments from the area. But it was, it was can I just Can I just say I look forward to the part of the episode when Nandor's like, the fucking guy. <laughs> the fucking guy. <laughs> you know, yeah, a my- good show, a good movie, you quote a lot, right? And I, this, yeah. that's one of them. I say that a lot. Sometimes I'll just fucking text my guy. wife that fucking guy, and then she'll reply <laughs> back in Nandor's voice. Yeah, fucking, fucking guy. guy. <laughs> fucking guy. <laughs> I love me some Nandor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I, I fucking love it, but Matt Barry, his character's name is Laszlo. I, I Laszlo, that's right, him. Laszlo. And, and his and, wife, uh, Nadja. Nadja. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then that little doll that has Naja's yeah. voice. Yeah, <laughs> Naja's spirit is in that doll. Fuck it. Ah, my God, that show's so great. I cannot wait yeah. for more episodes of that. Yeah, that's an absolute, absolute great show, Mark. You could call. Uh, AJ, what, what do you got next for us? I feel like I'm, I'm going to be picking things that just people haven't, you guys haven't seen. I okay, try to turn us on to him. I'm yeah, about put, to turn we'll you on the list. On couple, but you know what? So. You know what? I'm going to pick something you guys have seen. Okay. Okay. And this show, although I think in the later seasons, is still an ongoing show because um, it it it's constantly like up to date, like it's constantly, you know, on the cutting edge of pop culture, skewering it, and going after things that are current and it's i don't know how many seasons it is now but look as a podcast we have a soft spot for a movie that these two guys that created this show may we have a very strong affinity towards a movie they made with marionettes so um there's so many episodes of this show, and when I'm in my that bunker, I just want nine episodes. I yeah. want, I want a lot. I want to be able to watch a lot of it, and not mm-hmm. every episode lands. But there are so many great episodes to mine. You don't have to watch it all the way through. You can just pick and choose, right? You can watch them all standalone. Three hundred and nine. Yeah. South Park, obviously, is what right. I'm talking about. And That's I just on my feel list. like, yeah. So South Park is one of those shows where like, yeah, not every episode may be your favorite, but you don't have to watch them in a row. You don't have to watch whatever. You can just pick them out. You can just watch Scott Tenorman Must Die if you want. You can just pick it out and watch it. You can just watch it. You know? You can watch like Tegrity Farms. Like whatever you want to watch. You can watch. You can watch that World of Warcraft episode. Whatever you want to watch. Oh my God. Okay. You know? You know? Yeah. Which, which, by the way, that was one of my criteria, too, when I was thinking about what shows to bring, was which ones had a lot of episodes to watch. If you know, yeah. we're going to be in these right. doomsday bunkers, we're going to want a lot of content, and fucking A, South Park 
you see a ton of content. Right. God damn. And a, and, and, and it's a lot of good. it a, and a lot all of good. it is apt most of it is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I agree. So I mean I think we all that, do. Yeah, so that's I mean I have to admit like I would have to catch up to watch like every single of the most recent episodes because I've only like caught I haven't like consistently watched the show in the last few years. Right. But, but I've watched it here and there and then I try to catch up where I can. Um, I tried to do a rewatch recently of the whole series. It's hard to do, man. That's so many. It's hard to do. And, the, anim- and the animation's kind of like not quite as good early on. And then, you know, they, right. they get they get better and better and better. And then obviously they get sharper and sharper and sharper. Well, then they and, um, started yeah, they outsourcing get- it to studios and right. digital. Right. 24 because they- seasons. Like because that. the turnaround, the turnaround is so tight for them week to yeah. week during the season because they're right. really like they're really like i said they're, they're like, like writing on, in real time yeah right right the shit that their their episodes are about or shit that's happening Did right you ever now watch that world. uh little documentary yeah. six days to air yeah i wa- <laughs> yes it's crazy <laughs> excuse me it's crazy yeah. like the cycle of like how they make the show up in, and until uh, the last minute they're they're right? delivering that stuff to comedy central it's yeah. crazy and yeah. uh you got to respect that out of them and just the creative minds that they they have uh, to put that out. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm just a huge fan of them in general, not just South Park, but we all know, like, um, you know, my love of Team America, World Police. And I've been to see the Book of Mormon like three times, four times. I still want to see that. Um, Dude, it's fucking brilliant. I, I've yeah. only seen it once. Uh, Nicole and I went and we got front row tickets. Oh, nice. It was fucking amazing. Like, I mean, it was cool enough just to be able to go somewhere and have front row seats, but to have front row seats to Book of Mormon was fucking amazing. And that goddamn was funny. Holy shit. So, right. So, and so, so funny. And if I'm going to be in my doomsday bunker, I want some of Matt Stone and Trey Parker's stuff. With Absolutely. Me. Yeah. hundred percent. So, so that's it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I had yeah, that one on my list. T- tons of content too so we'll be spending a lot of time at aj and Parker. also you, you stop by baby the, let's uh grab some beer is there any beer in the apocalypse i don't know oh yeah i'm sure we'll find some i'll make we it can, yeah, yeah do some home brewing yeah. shit yeah. home brewing baby toilet wine <laughs> Bathtub you know, gin. The, the show is so topical that you can watch it and remember what was going on during that time exactly right? like the exactly so Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and that's the best part about having it in the bunker. The world's all gone to hell. We can remember like those yeah, reminisce, times. Like, oh, reminisce, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. another good reason to have it in the bunker. Yeah. Remember when a turd sandwich was going up against a giant douche? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Yeah. So. No, you're a turd sandwich. Ah, <laughs> oh, very, very, very good, AJ. All right, so Mr. Uh, Hanky Poo, the Christmas turd. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. That, and that's another thing about this show. This was like, I mean, culturally, uh, like a giant fucking thing. Like, you remember when this show first hit? Like, the amount of, like, Shit. you know, South Park shirts and oh my God, yeah. And then the Christian people are like, oh, this show's terrible. Get it off the air and. It, like this, yeah, the show had a huge, huge impact on, you know, American culture or pop culture, I should it, say. It's, I, I was 
I came from a household where my parents were like, do not watch that show. I'm like, well, I'm going to go find mm-hmm. that show and I'm going <laughs> to yeah. watch it. And <laughs> then, <laughs> he didn't say anything. I probably wouldn't have, but since yeah. you told me not yeah, to, I, would have even I will it. find it. <laughs> and the, 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 the kind of people that Trey Parker and Matt Stone are too, they make fun of Hollywood so much, but they are, and they were sh- obviously kind of uh, not blacklisted, but just kind of like the redheaded stepchild where they're mm-hmm. just like, all right, whatever, you can do your own thing, stay over there. But they're so good that they couldn't be ignored. Yeah, and they undeniable. actually started winning awards for their shit. And mm-hmm. what was the, uh, was it a, a daytime or no, some sort of Emmy or something that they received? Uh, and then they did an episode where one of the characters took the award because the whole episode, there was a banner at the bottom of the screen that said South Park has won whatever, whatever award. And at the very end, mm-hmm. a character takes that award off the banner and then shoves it in Randy Marsh's shit. That's the one where he's, he's uh, been Dude, eating. They uh, love giving the fucking Panda finger Express. to yeah. Yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. It, it's so funny. Yeah. Because they're basically, they're, they are a part of Hollywood, but they're basically giving the finger to themselves yeah <laughs> at this point what was the what was the epi- i'm sorry before we move on what was the episode where like everybody was watching that like that cop show and they were about they were gonna they were gonna swear on the show like it was gonna be like oh my thing. god yes. and then the, the line was like hey uh hey uh joe you got some shit on your shirt <laughs> the first time <laughs> shit was said on tv yeah yeah what was the name of the show it was like like cop show as a cop yeah. story or something like it's like I don't remember hey hey yeah uh, hey joey you got some shit on you the very end of the episode yeah the right just like an offhand remark it wasn't even yeah. like used with any kind of emphasis hey get some shit on your shirt. <laughs> so just totally oh. offhand uh anyway moving on moving on moving on they're going to go down in history of some of the best comedic minds, I believe. Absolutely. Yeah. In my I history, agree. they are. I agree. Yeah. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, without a doubt. So, all right. So uh, that brings it to me. My, my, my next one is, again, I'm, I'm sure it's one. I'm the only one bringing this one. But it's a show that I feel is severely underrated. And... Again, it, it, it's already finished. It's had its run, so you can watch the whole thing. Um, God, I love this show. I, and it came out at a point where, like, you know, if you were on basic cable, you weren't considered, you know, as good as, like, the network shows. But I tell you, this show is every bit as good as anything else. And uh, that is the TV show Psych. I don't know. I, I'm sure you guys have never seen it. It's it's basically just a um, like a Sherlock Holmes story, where it's you know this okay. brilliant mind that can solve crimes uh, is like a consultant for the police, and so it's a you know just a procedural. Where he solves crimes every week, but it is so fucking funny. It is so clever. The characters are so likable, and. And it's got tons of fucking rewatchability to it. I've watched the whole thing now from front to back like three or four times already. And 
I'm re- I I'd watch it again. I, I'm actually gonna start watching it again quite yeah. soon. How many seasons? I think they got seven seasons. Okay. And also three movies. Uh the Psych Three. Uh this is Gus just dropped on Peacock yesterday. Oh shit. So uh yeah, it, it's a great, great fucking show. And and again, because it was on basic cable, it wasn't like recognized the right. the way, you know, you know, network shows are, but this show what was it, what was it on USA? Great. Yeah, it was on USA. It's actually one of the, the most watched USA shows of all time. It, huh. it had it, and that's the thing. Like the people that have seen it, like it has got a fucking rabid fan base, which clearly, like I said, they just came out with a third fucking movie yeah. because the that's people nuts. that love it love it so much. And I and I'm telling you, you guys, you come to my fucking bunker and watch the show with me, you guys will get hooked. It is so fucking yeah. good. I love this show. I would watch it all the time, and I, I totally recommend it for everybody. It's fucking great, and 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 again, it's like relatable. The characters are likable. I guarantee you guys will have a good time watching Psych. I you know, fucking love this, this show. In this it's a doomsday scenario, where we have these bunkers and these uh, uh, box sets of shows and movies and shit. And mm-hmm. we're going from each other's bunker to bunker. In my head, I picture it like when we do make it to the other person's bunker, it's not like we're just popping in like everyday life. Like, hey, what's up, man? Like you put on your show. I'm like, ah, fuck this. I'm out. Like, it's like we're stuck there for yeah, a couple of days, probably two hours. And you're like, yeah. we're watching. <laughs> we're watching this. And you're we're, like, God damn it. We'll right, the whole goddamn thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to yeah. grow to like it. I'm going to have to. Yeah. No. Uh, no. I, I I barely know the name to be honest. Um. I think mm-hmm. I've heard of it, but no, I've never watched it. I've heard of it. I've never seen it, but I've heard of it. Definitely. Oh, it's so fucking good. I love that show so much. Again, like again, like I said, it, it's not super popular, but the people that love it really fucking love it. It's got such a rabbit. Because fan of, like base. the marketing and like where it's showing. Yeah, I, I think that's basically what it was. Yeah, it was you know. Yeah like friday nights on usa network so right it, it didn't have a huge audience but it's fucking really really well done nice so, but yeah i i, love yeah, I don't it. even know uh i, I think where you guys to find the too. usa network yeah I, it's yeah who knows but you can watch that it's on uh it, it's on uh, amazon prime for free like okay. all seasons are on there and like nice, I said, it's nice. also on Peacock Network, and the the movies are on Peacock as well. So, right, but yeah, check it out. Go go on Amazon Prime. Start watching Psych. You you will okay. not be disappointed. I guarantee it. It's a fucking great show. Like I said, it, it's a little formulaic and stuff, but I, again, it's just it's very clever. It's it's you know, it, it, the jokes are also I think kind of the types of jokes we like where we like to fucking you know beat a dead horse the the show does that quite right. a bit as well so <clears throat> so it, is it like it's got a little bit of comedy or it is yeah it, it's comedic it's um like i said like a procedural where they're solving crimes but it's it's all uh-huh. super jokey and yeah it, it, it's a gotcha. more of a comedy than anything else but it's an okay. hour long it's great ah i love this show 
I could watch it. All Wish the I time. could relate. Never seen it. Yeah, okay. I'll try and check it out someday. Yeah, I, 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 I bet you would love it. So okay. All right, Marky, what about you? What, what do you got next for us? What's your your third one? Um, my third one. I'm kind of going through my top picks first here because these are the ones that I don't want you guys stealing from me, and these are the ones that I feel <laughs> most passionately about. I guess. Um, mm-hmm. so my third pick, um, this, this one is, uh, has a rabid fan base. I don't know how large, this, I think you guys may have seen it. It's just got five seasons right now. Um, not too long ago in the fall, this finished season five, um, it's an animated show and, uh, airs originally on adult swim and i Ooh. think hbo's picked it up and maybe hulu has it now i don't know um that's rick and morty yes, by dan Harmon and justin roiland yeah so i love this show and it's one thing that i've noticed is that the, the fans of this show are, are pretty annoying because they they berate <laughs> people that have not seen this show and make them watch it and they it's like i said a rabid fan base but to me this i think the show is it's right up my alley first of all it's sci-fi it's dark humor it's violent um it's smart in a way but it's also like uh justin roiland is a very strange like almost seems like a narcissistic like self-centered person and the, the show or uh, the main one of the main characters, Rick, seems to reflect him. And the way he writes the show is almost a, a lot of times like a middle finger to his own fans. So it's, it's very strange, but it's it is uh, quite original and very entertaining. The, the animation is done very well. Um, the episode to episode, they don't necessarily link too much. But there is a um, almost like a background arc that connects all of them, and that to me, uh, that background arc I think is very smart. Um, it, where it's a little bit more serious. I mean, it's very, it's a hundred percent comedic, dark comedy, but there is some very much underlying kind of philosophical tones to it that, when you think about it those are very dark in themselves introspective so it is a, a, a smart it on the surface it just seems like a silly violent foul show but there, there are a lot of kind of underlying themes that are quite smart i think so and as far as the sci-fi goes it's it's all uh it's it, this even the sci-fi is, is kind of uh, ingenious a little bit. You know, it's all wild stuff, but some of them, like his portal gun and the dimensions and all that stuff, it's it's if nobody's if nobody's seen it, it's based Rick. off of an alcoholic Rick. Yeah, Rick is the alcoholic grandfather that's a super scientist that has uh, he's the smartest man in the universe. So he's created this portal gun that allows him to travel. Uh, between worlds and time and all this stuff. And he always takes his grandson Morty along for the ride. And they always end up getting into precarious situations and people die. 
or creatures or aliens or whatever. And he's Rick's always getting drunk and stealing stuff. And Morty's always trying to clean up. So silly show on the surface, but underlying themes can be uh, a bit, uh, uh, like I said, a philosophical, I think. So smart and stupid at the same time, if that makes, mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, kind of like you South guys Park. have seen it. Yeah, 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 a lot like South Park. Marky, are you asking me if I've seen Rick and Morty? <laughs> uh, I'm just kind of throwing it out there to the. I, I know you've seen it. Yeah. Um, are you all caught up? So have you seen the, the last episode? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm all caught up, but um, it's not just smart. And like you said, whatever, crazy at the same time. It's also, there's a lot of darkness to the main character, to, to Rick, very dark. especially yeah. he's just a, he's got a lot of demons. Yeah. You know, and he, he drags his family down a lot of times. Mm-hmm. You know, he really does. Like he drags them down and, you know, makes them even question their own, you know, motivations in life. I don't know. He's, 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 he's a complicated character for an animated show. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I love Rick and Morty. I think it's one of the most like sophisticated comedies I think I've ever seen. Like it's, so good and you know the i don't think the sci-fi always lands but i think for the most part it is really smart and um i think they do a good job with um with some of the bonkers premises and like kind of like um bringing things full circle in episodes right i think they do a good job of that i really do and like you said it's not always every episode relates to the prior but a lot of them are kind of bottled episodes but uh, there is that overarching, you know, familial relationships going on mm-hmm. um, from episode to episode. And um, yeah, it's a terrific, it's a terrific show. It's the, the fan base can be annoying because it's, I don't listen they to are, them. <laughs> they, I don't either. I just like the show. I don't, I don't subscribe or read into it. I think further the, than what I watch on my TV. I think the people that are loud about that, are like like those pretentious douchebag types that like yeah you know they're like trying to strong arm you and watching it like you're an idiot if you don't yeah or you're not you know, smart so. enough to get it this show is yeah smart. yeah and you don't stupid. get you don't get all the high sci-fi stuff going on and and all the all the complicated you know interwoven yeah whatever motherfucker yeah <laughs> it's yeah, just a good show it's just a really really smart it's such a good show. It really is. I mean, I, I, I was just, I was just sad that it, it took so long for the last season to, to start. You know what I mean? Right. It's just, yeah. there was a lot of like, there was a lot of delays to it. And there was a lot of, you know, and then, you know, they got a lot of, um, they got a big contract to do a bunch of episodes. So uh-huh. hopefully they come more fast and furious. Like we get more, like we get yeah. them every year. We get seasons every year, guys. You listening to me out there? Podcast land. Royland, are you listening to me? Stop making solar opposite episodes. Like, let's Rick and Morty. Tunnel vision. I do like let's that go. show, too. No, I like solar opposites, too. So <laughs> He can do both. Do both. Do both of them. Yeah, I just started watching Rick and Morty. I'm just on the oh, first yeah? season. Really? Like, 
Yeah, just a few <laughs> weeks ago, I watched yeah. the first few episodes. So, yeah, I'm just getting into it, but it's it, yeah, it so really far very very fucking steam. funny. Yeah, I gotta I gotta say it, it really does pick up steam. There are uh, a, an episode here or there. I feel like it kind of drops the ball, and like I said, I, I feel like it's Justin Roiland kind of giving the middle finger to like that rabid fan audience that like won't stop. It's almost take mm-hmm. he's almost seems to be taking a George R.R. R. Martin approach to this shit where people won't stop bugging him. And he's like, you know what? Fuck you. Like here's <laughs> here's some shit I thought of about last week. But <laughs> it's a terrific show. Um I just I think I think he's created like characters with like real depth. You know, yeah, for a show well, like that, you know, well, the just, world, the world he's created too. I mean, it's yeah. the 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 premise of like that the the parallel worlds isn't uh, uniquely his idea, but the way no. that he's fleshed it out in um, a visual sense is fun to watch. Like when Rick goes to, well, you're only on season one, Dan. You said, yeah, yeah, don't. yeah. All right, I won't, I won't say anything further. I, I, I do <laughs> think a, the show a, grows, though. The it show totally, does grow. it totally does. Like with, uh, but with Solar Opposites, he does a lot of intricate stuff like that too. With yeah. the, with the, mm-hmm. with the people on the wall. The wall. Oh, that's the best part of that show. Fucking love it. But he's created like this sophisticated world inside the wall where you just, where you like when you first started watching it throw show, it was like some throwaway thing. You thought like, right. oh, they're just they're just miniaturizing people and throwing them in this wall. <laughs> like no, the like wall super dramatic and like a whole yeah, world back there. The wall is this huge part of the show um, that you didn't think it was going to be at first. So. Um, I think you know they're making really cool TV. The uh, Justin Roiland, he's making really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a smart guy. Dan Harmon yeah. though is uh, he knows what he's doing too. I mean that guy's brilliant when it comes to backing a TV show. Hey, the community. dude that did uh, Community. Yeah, yep. yeah. Community, I yeah. fucking really mm-hmm. like Community. Yeah, Community is a really cool show. Uh-oh. Um, all right, let's uh, move on. AJ. Uh, what's your next? Speaking one? of community, speaking of community, I'm just kidding. Ah, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh my it's, god, was that the should, greatest transition be, though, ever? That is <laughs> it a good show. The, it is a really cool show. It should it be really on there. Yeah, maybe it, maybe it is on here. Wait, hold on, is it on here? No. Okay. <laughs> All right, what, what do you got next for us, AJ? So, wow, I'm sure neither of you have seen this show. Okay. I'm pretty positive. So this is going to be like my psych. Okay. This is my this is my <laughs> psych. Mm-hmm. So this was a show created by J.J. Abrams after Lost. After Lost. By the way, controversial statement. I loved Lost. I, I did. I, I loved it. Great. I love Lost. Yeah, Big fan. It. Big fan. But he created another show uh, called Fringe. Oh, yes. I remember that show. Yeah. Okay, and I absolutely adore the show. It started out as this like sort of like case of the week sort of show where like weird paranormal weird shit was happening, and mm-hmm. this like uh, agent, this, this like federal agent was and by, played by oh, Anna Torv sure. was investigating it, and then it just turns into this overarching story about like parallel universes, 
and it's it's for a Fox show. It is fucking out there, guys. It is mm. out there. It is well acted. It is funny at times. It's tense. It's um, action packed. It's uh, philosophical. It's deep, and uh, it's got some like really smart sci fi things to it. It's got what's his name from The Wire in it. Um, uh, Lance Reddick, he's mm-hmm. in it. Um, and a tour Dawson's Creek, right? Joshua Jackson or something. Yep, Joshua Jackson's in it. Yep. And uh, it's a terrific show. Terrific for a Fox show. Really, really, really. I think it was Fox. Really, yeah. really well done. And I think it ended prematurely. It didn't, I think it was like five seasons, but it doesn't mm. feel like it. Like it, it, it's so well hmm. realized, the world. And it's gripping and you want to like keep binging it. Like you want to keep watching it. Every time you Mm. get to the end of an episode, you want to watch the next one. You have to watch the next one. It's, it's compulsive viewing. And Marky, I think you would really like it. Honestly. French. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, it starts out. It starts out. Like I said, like there's some things overarching that's going on, but you're kind of like, following the like sort of like individual stories that are happening that there's they're trying these cases they're trying to solve and then it sort of evolves into something much more far-reaching and much more global and it's like it just becomes much more um yeah anyway it's terrific it's a terrific show and I could re-watch that over and over again. That's why it's in my bunker, because I can just I guess, yeah. pop it in right now, the pilot, and just watch it all the way through again. And I've wow. done I've wow. done it recently. Okay. Um, it's, like, some... it's like it's like DP psych. Like I've watched it like four or five, three, three Damn. times through three really? times completely through, and I've stopped and started like a couple other times. I love um, me some Lance Reddit as a gym. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome in it. And, now uh, I want to watch it, AJ. Like I, I did. Like I actually remember. Like it's one of the times I was. I, I had come over and you were watching it. You went and I remember, like, oh, I've seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I'm like living backwards. So in the future yeah. is the past to me, or vice versa. All right, ah, but right, either way, <laughs> I, I, either way, I, I remember you watching it and like. It, you know, I was like, oh, is this show any good? And you're like, oh, yeah, it's great. But I didn't realize how much you fucking really loved it. And now it's terrific. Uh, knowing how much you enjoyed it, I think I am going to check it out now. It's uh, you can watch it free oh, on uh, Amazon you know, Prime. So, you know, who's like sneaky in that movie? I mean, in that show that um, um, he doesn't show up for quite a while. It's Leonard, ne- Leonard Nimoy. Ooh, really? Hello. Yeah, he just shows up in there randomly as like as a character that's talked about for a while. He's constantly being talked about, and then mm-hmm. finally he shows and up. He shows up and it's Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, Fun, dope. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this show a, a, a shot now. All right, thank you, AJ. That's a... <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of like mystery to the show. There's a lot of intrigue. It's it's a lot of fun. It's it's fun to watch, and it's like. There's a lot of like trying to figure things out, which I really enjoy about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fun. Right. Yeah, go to the next one. All right, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give that one a shot. And uh, now, all right, we'll we'll go with my next one. And again, I know I'm the only one bringing this. 
And I don't care what anyone says. This is one of the greatest shows of all time. And that is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I've watched it front to back multiple times, and I love it every time. It is such a fucking good show. Like, it really is. You know, it's not just about, uh, you know, vampires and killing. It really is, like, more about just kind of the struggles of growing up. And, like, the the vampires are all just kind of, you know... Your, your inner demons that you're fighting and it, it's very fucking smart and way deeper than you think. Like, there's lots of shit about, you know, uh, like with Willow, who becomes a lesbian and lots of stuff about coming out and finding yourself and finding your own sexuality and like, like it's way fucking deeper than you would think. And it's, you know, are surrounded by fucking vampires and, and uh, this kick-ass supernatural fucking hero that can, you know, whoop anyone's ass. Even so, she's this like little petite blonde girl, but she kicks she have major ass. Oh yeah, oh yeah, she got superpowers. Okay. Yeah, she's like super strong, super fast. Yeah, because she's so, the, uh, she's the one. It's, the the chosen one to to fight the vampires. So Mark, wow. I'm, I'm guessing you haven't seen it. Well, I mean, I've uh, eavesdropped now and mm-hmm. then. You know, mm-hmm. this, I this show was. I think when the show first aired, uh, my sisters were watching it, so I would have seen it on TV. Yeah, but, I oh, I great. I started it. I think yeah. I got like into the third season, mm. and I and I fell off it. Yeah, that happens sometimes. I fell oh, off. Wow, it. There's a lot of season. Yeah, it was like eight, I think. Because it was, it was. I think it was on Prime. Yeah. So I started like watching it, mm-hmm. and I was enjoying it, but I, I don't know why I fell off. I just kind of fell off. This happens, but, yeah. But it's a fucking great show. It really is. It's, it's super, super like, well done, and when, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar is awesome. It was like the season after they introduced Spike, whatever that was. Yeah, so maybe it was the third season, season season three. Yeah, I fell off. Yeah, because yeah, Spike came in in season two. So, so and again, he was he was supposed to be like a just like a one-off character and supposed to get killed, but he the like audience loved him so much he became a regular. And ended up being on for the rest of the series, you know, <laughs> like he was supposed to be just one and done, but he was so that's gonna so be James Masters was so fucking awesome as Spike that they had to keep him. Oh, Marky, remember that? Was movie? He, is he, Maybe is that he movie the guy? Co- I was wondering, is that the, I, I don't really know the show that well, but I do know that one of the characters ended up having a spinoff show. That's not him, is it? No, that's Angel. Angel yeah. had the oh, spinoff okay. show. It's David Marianas. Marky, remember that movie Coherence? Uh, that I? sci-fi that sound- movie. Yeah, you called me. We talked about it on the phone one night. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one of the guys from Buffy was in that movie. Okay. Yeah, nice. the the, uh, okay, the, dork, the dork, Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the dorky like friend yeah, of Willows. Xander. Okay. Z- Xander. Yes. 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 He was yeah, the one. Yeah. He was the one that was like, 
like being tortured at one point in the movie. Remember that? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh huh. They found him like tied to a chair or something. Yes. Yes. Him. Yeah. Him. That was he was on Buffy. A budget movie. Interesting. Yeah, I was a big fan of that movie. Anyway, yeah. So I started Buffy. I could never quite hey. get into it, but if it's in your bunker, then you know. Clearly. Yeah. Hey. You're gonna have nothing else. I know to do. It's, it's the apocalypse, so come watch Buffy. That that's so fucking show, good. I love that show. That show seems to have a resurgence every yes. two or three years, like as a cult yeah. favorite. Like it seems to be it, it pops back up in the zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like because right now there's a like a Buffy podcast that's like super popular. It's like a they have tons of listeners called Buffering the Vampire Slayer. Your fucking hmm. clever ass name. Good what are they? Yeah, what are they? Clever. What do they recap the show? Or what are they? Yeah, uh, they they do episode by episode recaps. You know, oh, spoiler wow. free. So like, if you've never That's watched hard. the show before, you kind of you can watch along with the podcast. And oh, okay. So each episode yeah. they talk about an episode. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. how, how do you do they, a they don't spoil free. what happens at the end of the season, right? Because I yeah. got you. Episode by episode. Okay. Right clever yeah and it's it's I, I listen to the podcast the girls are pretty good that do it so but yeah it's a great nice, great nice. show I, I i recommend it to anybody and and again it's one of those shows that when it was around it wasn't like super highly rated and well regarded but like looking back on it it's, it's like super Smart. yeah like all sorts of all-time great TV lists have Buffy in their top ten. So yeah, yeah it, it was it was a bit ahead of its time, put it that way. I mean, naturally, someone like me, thing. I was watching it when it came out because you know, I'm you, I'm like you know, that, you know you know I'm, good shit when you see it. Yeah, fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> hey yo, <laughs> thank you, AJ. <laughs> you invested in some Buffy stock, yeah, back in the early 2000s. I sure did. <laughs> But yeah, fucking awesome show. You guys come to my bunker and watch Buffy anytime. I mean, if, if I make it to your bunker and I'm stuck, then I guess we're watching Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> Again, the only way you can watch it is because you're stuck at my bunker. But hey, I'll yeah. take it. <laughs> All right, Marky, what, what do you got next for us? All right. Um, <clears throat> my next pick was going to be South Park. Um, so I just penciled a new one in. And, and I'm going with this one because i do love this show and i've seen it all all the way through twice um it had it's it broke some records as far as like i think the most money spent per episode and like per season just the budget was otherworldly that's it People don't like season eight, understandably so. Seven or um, eight, by the way, for me. Sorry. Really? Um, but so you know, when, like I, Game when of Thrones, I watched it again, said? Game of Thrones, yes. Okay. Game of Thrones. And when, when I, you know, and I feel like that's kind of an easy pick because for a while that was at the type, the top of, uh, you know, that was the oh, viewership yeah. was insane on that show. People were getting HBO subscriptions just for that show. Yeah, agreed. Um, agreed. But when I, um, my brother's always reading uh, fantasy books and shit. Uh, AJ and I were just talking about the Wheel of Time series before we got to recording. That's starting now on Prime. Um, but brother had 
been trying to get me to watch or read uh, the Game of Thrones books. And he's always reading these weird fantasy books. So I just chalked it up as like, I don't know, man, like, uh, you know, I, I, I read a decent amount, but like, I'm not going to just jump on some big ass series because you read a shit ton of them. But then the show came out. And when I, when I watched the first episode, I was like, this is the books you've been trying to get me to read. And I, I picked them up and I read all of them front to cover all the ones that were available and have been following the show. And, you know, I hate to be that kind of person that harps on it. Like, you know, I've read the books and I watched the show too, but (laughs) for the, for the most part, the first couple of seasons, they were very close to the books and they did a good job. And then they started to deviate a little bit. And then after a point, the show, uh, I guess, chronologically if you want to put it that way outpaced what was well, that's available exactly right that's the, exactly right yeah in the yeah. novels yeah there, there, there weren't any more books available and the show outgrew the show became so insanely popular that and the, the author george R. R. martin was always involved um and so he was giving his input and we can speculate on what's going to happen with his books now i personally think that he's never going to put them out he's never going to finish them i don't think he is i don't think he is and if for people that don't if you're unaware of what the show is it's it's almost like a english medieval uh feudal world um but you know there's dragons and magic there's castles and kingdoms and people that are uh, vying for power seven kingdoms right uh yeah i think you're right um but the 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 what i started with describing my pick on this is the production value in this show they spent so much fucking money each episode each season on this and it just grew the budget grew and grew yeah it did and with the popularity they got more money um they kept bringing in more people, the locations that they shot at, the sets that they made, the, the CGI that they used was insane. It was top dollar stuff all around. They really did break some barriers with a TV show. They were spending movie budget dollars on episodes for this show. Um, and what it, it ended on season eight and people got upset and there's speculation one of the theories that I kind of tie my horse to is that the creators, D.B. Weiss and um, I forget the other fellow's name. Um, I don't know if you, when you guys, D.B. Weiss and uh, uh, Benioff. Yeah, Benioff. D.B. Weiss and David Benioff. <laughs> yeah. um, they were they were the uh, uh, two main, uh, I guess, directors, creators of the show, and as the show near the end as it gained popularity they started getting offers to do movies because they were doing so hot with the show so the theory that i subscribe to is that they were looking at other projects other avenues before they even finished season eight and season eight is clearly just like let's just wrap this shit up put a bow on it get it done and move on to our next thing aj so yeah, I agree. They two things, two things. In my opinion, this is just my opinion. 
they did phone it in for the last season uh-huh. because uh, that's a good way of re- putting it for for reasons that you're saying but also that last season and and even the season before they moved past the source material so they were right. writing their own stuff like they were taking outside some notes the author outside yeah. the author but they took some notes from George R. R. Martin about like how he want how like things should have transpired after whatever but they definitely phoned it in okay um some of the stuff was just so ham-fisted like at the end it was right to me it was it it it, it was um it, it was insult it was insulting same. to people that read you read the books i read the books it was semi-insulting to those that knew the source material so yeah you could and tell also, you totally could you could tell you, there was a clear difference when they were off the when they were off, off, the off book off book mm-hmm. yeah I will say though the the actors that started in that show did such a great job and they made names for themselves Kit Harrington and right Lita Heady and like uh, Hetty how do you say her yeah. name she, she yeah uh, I think that's She's, right and she had she, done a little bit before Hetty, but she yeah. really blew up after that right so I, I I'm happy for those guys but yeah they phoned it in and, and um, actually HBO was working on like spinoffs. They are. There's a oh, new show coming out. Right, um, right. The uh, House so this, of uh, Targaryen. So they're able to mine like a bunch of more, bunch of a bunch more stuff from this because of what you said, because of that popularity, because of how much it took, like how much of a landmark series it was. And right. HBO is going to be making you know money hand over fist on this series. Yeah, you know, for for years. They're going to milk this shit years. dry. Oh yes, yeah. they are. They are, and he'll never finish the series, the book series. I don't think but he will. You know what? He doesn't care. He doesn't. He he strikes me as the type that uh, you know he's living his life. Remember the the movie that I I think I had Dan watch it, Gentleman Broncos. It was yes. the uh, the remember the character um, that Jermaine Clement played. He was the sci fi yeah. author, and yeah. he's in the auditorium. And the kid asked him about uh, collecting his royalty check and what he should do to get it. <laughs> and Jermaine, as the author, is like, get that money. Why else do we do what we do to collect the wealth of this earth? <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel. Whoa. That's how I feel <laughs> that George R. R. Martin is right now. He's and he's no high and fucking fat. And he's no spring chicken. He's not. He doesn't care. He's not going to finish the books. He yeah. he's written so many other things. He's actually like you know that you've heard of um, Elden Ring, right? The game that's coming out next year, uh, made by the people that make like the Dark Souls games. Anyway, okay, he was yeah. one of like he contributed like some like writing credits on that too. Like he's making so much money just off his name at this point. Why would he? Why would he go through all the the effort and trouble of writing two gigantic more novels to finish the series. He won't, he will not do it. Yeah. He's done. I've also, I've also heard that he's not to go on a, uh, too much of a side tangent here. Oh, I'm glad you picked it. I'm glad you picked it. I, I've heard that, that he's kind of written himself in a bit of a, uh, an author's corner, a literary hundred percent. A hundred percent. There's he's got, he has so many side characters and so many side plots that to round it off and bring it back and close it up 
you know, I think that the shit that he gave DB Weiss and David Benioff, it was stuff that was on his uh, table of multiple notes. Oh, yeah. Like, I'd like to do this. I'd like to do that. Yeah, like, like cutting room right, we'll floor this. shit, we'll you know? This. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, totally 100%. I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the, and you strongest- and you read the book, and you read the books, and I'm glad you right. did because because you can feel that pain, right? So because the source material is back, good stuff. It is, and circling back, going back to the show, what we're actually talking about here tonight, the strongest parts about that show, which are very powerful, are the ones that are pulled directly from the book. And 100%. the early seasons, yeah, the early seasons they use. Uh, dialogue that is written uh, directly from the book. It's almost like they. It's it's the um, um, what do you call it when you uh, flesh out a movie? Um, when you, when you draw it out and everything. Gosh, drawing a blank. Grain brain. Storyboarding. Storyboard. Thank you. Yeah. The dialogue is there for them. Um, yes. And the most powerful parts of the show are the ones they pull directly from the book. And then once it gets into the later seasons and they're making up their own stuff, it's like, who made this, who wrote this? Like, this isn't the same, but it is a very, it's a very good show. But that's the thing. They didn't have the same creative juices that Martin had, but they still had the budget. (laughs) So they were still able to like, you know, spend the money on the show. They just couldn't yeah. write, write the stories as well. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So No, I agreed. I, I, I do love the source material. I do love the source material. Me too. The early episodes are great. Um, Sean Bean in the beginning is outstanding. The, the costume design, the set design, all of that, the 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 backdrop, the, where they shoot these scenes, yep. it's lovely. All of it, and and the show was not afraid to kill off characters, but it was the author that killed off the characters. It was he was, was not his, afraid his of doing thing. that. Yeah, he was not That's afraid of doing does. that. Yeah. yeah, and so then the, the creators of the show did that, of course. And Sean Bean, yeah. who's a really cool a- actor, we you think if you've never read the books, you're like. Oh, this is going to be the main character throughout the series. And then nope. spoiler alert, chop off his head at the end of season one. Like yeah. done, done. Yeah. He doesn't make it through a book, that dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. damn it. He was a very well fleshed out character. You know what I mean? He got named hand to the king. Like he had this whole, I mean, most of the stuff. He was, was too good for of, that world. Yes. Yes, he trusted too much. Like that's the that was the lesson, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, you don't he trust was too anybody. Honorable. Right, you play the game of thrones. You win or you die. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they chopped off his head, and then that was it for me. I tapped out after that. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep, that was the last time I watched. Was when they killed him. <laughs> yeah, Sean Bean, nice. and Sean Bean did a great job in season one. He did. He really did. He kicked ass. He was I awesome. Feel like, I feel like people forgot about him up until that show kind of reignited him a little totally. bit. Totally. After that, Lord, after that, Lord of the Rings. Really, yeah, yeah. Yes. Not, right. not that uh, necessarily reignited his career, but people are like, oh, yeah, this guy's great. Like, right, right. I love this me some cool, Sean Bain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, chop off his head. Done by that mm-hmm. piece of shit, Joffrey. And then, you know. 
but the show still was good. Like people kept watching it, even though that the, yeah. the, the main character was gone. Like they were like, yeah, we'll kill this dude and we'll still be amazing. And they were, yeah. they were. Well, it, 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 again, it goes back to the, the strength of the narrative source material. Yeah. The strength right. of the narrative, you know, and the source material is pretty badass. And George R. R. Martin, you touched on it. He's, he's no spring chicken. He's got a massive career as a novelist. He is, he has a lot of books under his belt, but this, this one, uh, this is like his, his epic that. Yeah. Like his magnum uh, opus or whatever. Like it is. Yeah. Is that the right, am I using that word correctly? I think so. Cause he is going to die before he finishes it. Um, (laughs) That he seems to 100% be one hundred percent character. In that he's got to um, be like in his seventies now, and he's not in good yeah. health. I mean, if you ever see a picture of the guy, but I think this also as a, I can't. I mean, I'm. This is pure speculation, but the guy's an author, and I don't think he ever thought that he would get this kind of fame as an author, and now he's got all these eyes on him. And he's, you know, wanting to release what the world wants him to. He wants to release what he wants to. Like, what do you do at that point? I don't so, know. I don't know what you do. <laughs> yeah. He's not going to finish it. That's what damn sure. I don't think he is. I've been holding my breath for way too long. I know. I know. I know. It's been like Win- eight years. Since Win- winds of winter. Came. We're never going to see winds of winter. We're going to yeah. see it. Maybe somebody will pick it up post posthumously that would that would actually be amazing if someone could do that but you know what he wrote in such a gritty style it's like yeah i don't know like who who picks that up right anyway we gotta move on i'm sorry dp but this is a conversation i could have all night yeah no fine that's that's why we're here (laughs) so yeah that was great again i i'm glad you brought that show i only I watched most of the first season and that's all I saw. And then it got to the point where like I was feeling so left out because I was the only one that didn't watch it, that it almost right. became like a, a point of pride that I wasn't watching. Right. It. No, like, uh, no Mark, yeah, Mark, everyone else. Mark, yeah. Mark, if I'm trapped in your bunker, I'll watch seasons one through six and then I will turn away from the TV. If you want to put it in. Season <laughs> <seven>. <laughs> yeah. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. That fucking oh, fuck anyway. the king. Yeah. Anyway. Thank you for bringing that up because you know what? Honestly, yeah. I did love that show for for most of its run. Yeah. You know? And I and would I, watch I would watch the majority of it in your bunker. Not not to beat a dead horse too, but 75%. like just the 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 benchmarks that it set at, as a TV show. Like you can spend this much money, this much time, this much resources on a TV show. And it it really did boost HBO's subscription. Like that that can't be overstated. They've they've been, yeah, they've been trying to fill the void ever since. Like what's going to be the next Game of Thrones for us? Yeah. I think maybe they thought Westworld might be, but. Yeah. That was here and there. It could never, it could never approach Game of Thrones. Like, and, and honestly, it Game of Thrones has sort of spawned like all kinds of other fantasy shows trying to be the next Game of Thrones. It's uh, it's yeah, a I think thing. that's, I think it's, that's it's why Wheel of Time is here, right? It's a thing now. It's totally a thing yeah. now. 
Next, TP. Sorry. All right. You know what? I'll go ahead and go next. So, uh, so for me, I, I can't. This was tough. Uh, like so. So I, I so far I've got Buffy and I've got The Sopranos and I've got Psych. So yes. like Psych is a very funny show. Uh, the Sopranos makes you laugh here and there. Buffy has some laughs occasionally, but again, uh, not necessarily a funny show. So I need a comedy and I need something that is rewatchable and has a lot of content. And I mean, I, I, I think if you, anytime you throw on like cable TV, you can see that since this show is constantly on all the time, it's clearly super rewatchable. And I like I've watched it multiple times. I can watch it every fucking day. And that is the office. I knew it. I mean, God damn, how can you not just want because to watch it's the obvious. office all the time? Yeah, it's so yeah, I didn't fucking put it on good, my list dude. because I knew you guys would have it. Yeah, it is so funny. Like it, it is so well written. There's so right. much La- that last goes couple into of it. seasons plus aside, right? Like without Steve yeah. Carell. You yeah, know, it still had again, its moments. It still had yeah, its moments. Even without Corral, it wasn't terrible. No, it, it just still wasn't had its moments. great anymore. It was just uh, then it was like, oh, that's pretty good. But yeah, it, it was almost Carell, just like they, it was they just great. couldn't. It was almost that they just couldn't quite fill the void. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they tried, mm-hmm. they just yeah. couldn't quite fill it. But the writing was still was still solid. They still mm-hmm. had Jim and Pam. You know, they still had all the the side, you know, the Stanleys and the Angelas and the Oscars. Like they still had that going for itself and Mm -hmm. the good, the good stories. So, you know, I've watched it all the way through like a few times. You know, I don't stop just when Steve Carell leaves. Yeah. You know, I watch it all the way through. Yeah. I keep it like Robert California had his moments. Yeah. (laughs) Like the the pool party scene of Robert California was fucking great. Like, yeah, it, it had its moments. Great. Yeah, everyone knows it was better with Carell, for sure. We we know everybody knows that didn't suck without him. It just it wasn't suck. as good. Yeah. Right. So yeah, and I I and not only I can I do I rewatch it all the time. It's the, always it, it, on. I'll always watch it. It's one of my so main good. reasons for having Peacock. All right. So, right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> exactly. That that and Parks and Recreation. <laughs> Like it's yeah. the reasons I have Peacock. Mm-hmm. Why else would I? Yeah. <laughs> What's but, the point? Oh, well, now you can watch Psych as well on Peacock. So. Well, there we go. And so Psych, see, I yeah, had Peacock for that <laughs> underrated reason to have Psych. Yeah. I mean, to have uh, Peacock <laughs> is to watch Psych. <laughs> so, but no, the Marky. office, the office, the office, and I, and you know, and I, I think you stopped listening, but I list, I was. For a while, I was listening to the office ladies and mm-hmm. watch watching the show along with them. Yeah, um, with, I was uh, too. Yeah. With, with with Angela Kinsey and uh, Jenna Fisher, and mm-hmm. um, I just love the insight from yeah, those guys. Fucking and, great. Uh, the most one of the more recent ones I listened to was uh, the Prince family paper one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> with Dwight and Michael go to the the small time paper company. Yeah, and they collect the client list, and they oh my god, it's so funny! 
Is that when they, so uh, they, they they enter in the front door at different times? Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm and a paper Mike... salesman. Yeah. <laughs> looking to apply for a job. <laughs> and Michael's sitting there talking yeah. to him. And at first, he's like trying to strong arm him. And he's like, oh, wow. And uh, like, it starts liking them. And then Dwight comes yeah. in there. And he's like, oh, and he feels guilty about stealing the list. Yeah. Fucking great. He ends up like so, so clever. Yeah. Very, very clever. Yeah. Um, and, and they had like interesting guests, like directors for that show at times. I think, uh, mm-hmm. oh shit. Uh, like Joss Whedon, Joss Whedon. Joss yes. Whedon that's what I was gonna say. Directed he directed an episode, an episode yeah. and, uh, yeah. So Paul that's did a bunch. Yes, he did. Yeah. The guy that did, uh, Bridesmaids. So, mm-hmm. oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's cool. He did a handful of episodes, Paul Feig. So I think uh yes, super cool Creed, show. Creed's gotta be my favorite character ah, out of the Creed show. I mean, besides fucking besides yeah. Dwight and uh, uh Michael a, Scott. We, right, Creed. We, had a fu- we had a funeral for a bird. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be true. <laughs> One of my favorite moments Sadly, is it the, was. Hall- <laughs> the, the Halloween episode. And they're all looking at their costumes, and Creed's just got blood all over them. Yeah. And they're like, oh, cool costume. And he's like, what? What? And, he's, and then it goes, <laughs> oh, it goes to the side camera, and he's, it's Halloween. That's good <laughs> <Thank> timing. <God. laughs> he's just covered in fucking blood. Oh, fucking Creed Bratton rules. He's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. And that whole Can't thing about him, show. like being a musician and being in the band. He actually is. Roots. Yeah. Yeah, 100% true. Yeah. Yeah, he's Isn't a musician. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was a really band called The Grassroots. They had a couple big hits and Creed was a member of that band. <laughs> yeah, funny. he knows he knows a lot of like pretty big time musicians and stuff like Yeah. Huh. Yeah. He's like in the industry, like he knows stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he knows people. Yeah. Uh he's you know played with them and stuff, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So many talented people on that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it really brought some, uh, uh, lifted some or began some careers for people, right? Yeah, like um, Mindy yeah, Kaling. Steve, yep, Mindy Kaling yeah. uh, started off like she was mostly writing on the show. And the mm-hmm. thing was for that show, um, a lot of the people that were writing, they like put them in, in as actors too, even though they weren't actors. Like Toby, he was one of the, one of the yeah. major writers on mm-hmm. the show. Right. Yeah. Um, BJ Novak. BJ Novak. BJ Novak. Yeah. Mindy Kaling. And that's why they had him in the annex so that they weren't in every scene so they could do their writing stuff, you know? Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, they could be back there doing their writing and whatever. And mm-hmm. uh and and then Steve Carell was like the daily show correspondent at the time. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. he sort of launched his movie career and after he won when he won his Emmy, like um ended yeah. up on uh you know a 40 year old virgin during that time and, mm-hmm. and then became a, big, he became a huge star yeah yeah so john krasinski went on to do a lot um yeah. craig um that's his his name yeah right? craig robinson hey, what's his last name yep. craig robinson, craig robinson. robinson. Yep. hot yeah. tub time oh, machine fucking great yeah i love craig robinson and yep. his character, dude, Daryl is one of the best characters in that yeah. show. Super underrated character. It, his character really uh, grew too. He's yeah. obviously, yeah, and obviously Rain Wilson. Like we know, yes, Rain Wilson yeah. stuff he's done. Like he's amazing. But, yeah, we've, uh, we've talked about him a, quite a bit here on the movie council with the movie Super, which God yeah, damn it, I fucking love that movie. Yeah, great one. But yeah, he, Craig Robinson. 
his character Ray, is Ray Wilson's got his own uh, podcast too. Oh, does he? Yeah, I forget the name of it. I can get it for you guys, but mm-hmm. yeah, he's got one going on. So, yeah, yeah. yeah he's he's a not as good as our podcast, but I'm sure it's decent. No, 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 but, but you know, yeah. he's Ray Wilson, so yeah. <laughs> but, but great, great show, great show. The uh, that character Daryl, I, I I don't imagine it was the the kind of role that somebody like was going to be killed off to you know to put it that way but he definitely seemed like a character that was supposed to just be in every once in a while and then he became a staple and was yeah eventually and that's exactly that's exactly right yeah 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 he was like a total afterthought in that show like you know wasn't going to be in much and then they then he became like you know like the the warehouse foreman and you know it it Mm -hmm. became like a huge part of that show yeah yeah like one of my favorite episodes is when they're like doing this the safety um right thing in the in the warehouse <laughs> Michael. and michael's like wants to use the bailer and he's <laughs> they're like yelling at him like never you never use the bailer it's never okay to use it and he's like and it's just was... like it's just like a big thing whatever he's like no no michael yeah. and, and that was great because uh patrice o'neill was in that um, episode before Patrice passed away. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, dude, he was he only was in a couple episodes, but like he was he was so fucking mean to Michael. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, have you guys it ever seen the awesome? Have you guys seen the show Mayor of Easttown? I yeah. haven't. No. So David Denman, who uh, obviously played Roy. Roy. Yeah. Yeah, he was he had a big part on that show with uh, That's right. With, uh, right. with uh, Kate Winslet. Yeah. So, you know, pretty cool that he got like to star alongside an Oscar, you know, nominee and, you know, uh, in a major HBO production. And, uh, you know, that was kind of cool. Like, I don't know. I didn't see him in much since I saw The Office. And, you know, he did a great job in that show. He's a legit sure. good actor. That one out. Yeah. All great right. show. Yeah. Great yeah. show. The fucking Office rules. Yeah, so. awesome show. All right, uh, one, of, one of my favorites. Yeah, what, what what do you got for us? What's your next one? So, I've watched this show probably three times all the way through. It's a comedy. This is my fourth pick, and this is like my second comedy. So I'm not doing too bad with comedies. Um, and DP, I think you started watching. I don't know if you've gotten all the way through, but mm. it is one of my favorite shows. I have like a very soft play like a very special place in my heart for this show because of the main characters some people thought of it as kind of like a friend's it really had its own unique identity and that was how i met your mother yes so dude i loved it yeah i got all the way through it it's fucking awesome yeah so how i met your mother went for nine seasons and um it it follows five friends in new york city um and they're, you know, and they're just their day-to-day lives. And it's it's hilarious. It launched, it relaunched Neil Patrick Harris's career um, in a major, major way. So much so, he was so popular in that show. They sort of reworked his character to make him more of a focus on that show, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. Because he was more of like comic, more of the comic relief in a comedy. Like he was more of like the you know, the, the crass, like, you know, just like womanizer guy, 
and he became a deeper he had like more of like a character arc like a a growth thing and it was just a great show um and i connected to the characters uh, allison hannigan and jason siegel yeah uh we got to see jason siegel for nine seasons he's a hilarious actor um kobe smulders and um josh radner who's the titular um character who's trying telling the story in the future about how he met he has his two kids on the couch in front of him tells him the story about how he met his their mother and it's like this long ass story (laughs) nine seasons yeah Yeah, nine season long story (laughs) yes but it was fucking Um, great i god damn i can't believe i waited so long to watch it it's a terrific show and it's uh it's got like a lot of like, um, you know, me. It's very memeable. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. you know, in in that way, it's got a lot of like catchphrases and great lines and, um, yeah, I so many likable characters uh, that come and yeah. go in the show. Dude, fucking Barney. And, Barney. And, and Barney. Yeah. And Barney. Neil Patrick Harris. It totally blew him up. NPH. Um, NPH, yeah. yep. It totally brought that guy back into the limelight. And he is so freaking talented. He's mm-hmm. so talented. It's Doogie House. Yeah. But he also did the um the show on Netflix there. What was the series of unfortunate events? And he was amazing oh. in that. Yeah, amazing. Yes. And Kobe yeah. Smulders had a, a part in that too. So he brought her in on that. And um, I think he brought, he must've brought her in on that because he was like the centerpiece of that show. So um, I'm so glad you're bringing this AJ. I yeah. loved it. He said, I've watched it just so far the one time, but it's just like been within the past year that I watched it. God damn did I love it. I have it's some like, issues with like the nine, nine season. seasons. I went through it in like a, a two days. Right, more I than some, two I, days, but you get yeah. it. Like I went through it quick. It I have good. some it, I and and it was like back during that time when like seasons were like twenty something episodes. Yeah. Whatever, oh yeah. Right? That's all. Like because it was it wasn't like streaming, so it was like, right. Anyway, I have some issues with the ninth season, how they finished up the show. But I I, mean, I think they did fucking Barney dirty. He deserved. I think Barney deserved better. I agree, and yeah. I, I I don't like how they sort of wrapped up people's like. Because Bar- Barney had grown so much, and then they kind of reverted him back to who yeah. he was. And yeah, you know, I didn't, I didn't like, like it. I didn't like that. But overall, I, I it's hard for me to 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 really complain too much. It, it was yeah. such a great show, and even the night season had some really really great episodes. Mm-hmm. You know, even though yeah, I had Christina Milioti is it was super likable too. So yeah, as Tracy as the mother, yep, mm-hmm. she was great. I think I like her. The lady from um, Palm Springs. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. She's awesome. She's awesome. So that helped her a lot. I mean, she was only on for like a season plus at the most, right? Like she came Mm -hmm. in towards the very end of the very end of the yeah, eighth season and then part of the ninth. But right. And they didn't, I don't think they utilized her as well as they could have, but still. Still, they have some great episodes in season nine, and mm-hmm. I just love that show. I have a really, really special place in my heart for that show. I, I could watch it right now. I probably will, 
when right. we get off this podcast, start watching it again. That's how much I love it. I'm, yeah, I'm going to make you play Back for Blood when we get off here. hey yo. <laughs> I guess you should watch Psych when we get off here. hey yo. <laughs> that's, that, that's a show I will start, but I'm saying like, the reason there it's the reason is there's a reason these shows are in our bunker right it's just you know yeah. they're 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 things that like low. we could yeah. we could watch from beginning to end and then start over again mm-hmm. and watch it beginning to end and then start over again yeah you know so you far know, everyone gonna... i've picked i've watched more than once so, yes like i yes. know for a fact i can rewatch them yeah That's let me point. look let me look at mine yep it's true with mine too yeah all of mine all four of mine so far i've watched multiple times front to back mm-hmm. <laughs> so all right uh marky yeah how about last you pick. You, got, you got one more last well, what's pick. your last show you're taking to the bunker all right last but not least uh king of the hill you know, oh really thir- thir- 13 13 seasons i need to watch that show marky you've never watched king of the hill i've watched mm-hmm. it like here and there yeah yeah, like one off, one off episodes. But you are aware yeah. it's Mike Judge, right? I am. Mm-hmm. I am. Yeah, it's smart. I am. It's it's Mike. You know, obviously, I think we all know that Mike Judge is brilliant, and what he did with he, King of the Hill is yeah. like very smart because he was able to bring his humor to everyday people. With Beavis and Butthead, he alienated a lot of people. And then but King of the he Hill. really was the originator of the stupid smart show. Right. You know, like Beavis and Butthead were the stupidest characters, but when you actually watch a show, it was making a very fucking smart commentary. Right. And yeah, you know, uh, what's it called? Idiocracy did the same thing. Yes. Yeah. And again, uh, like I said, I've only seen parts of uh, King of the Hill. But yeah, same way. Like very, like seemingly dumb characters, but super fucking smart commentary. Yeah, and I think he got away with brilliant. He got away with thirteen seasons. I mean, he would have, he could have gotten away with. uh, I mean, he can make the show as long as he needs to, right? Because he's been doing um, uh, was it Silicon Valley? Too is like one of his more recent ones. Yeah, I've seen Silicon Valley all the way through. I like that a lot. He's a brilliant writer and creator, but with King of the Hill, he was able to spin it in a way to where he wasn't upsetting uh, too many like rando people that would, you know, so the network wasn't trying, the network wasn't getting too much hate mail to cancel his shit. It was king of the hill that he was able to just like keep on writing and flesh that shit out and it is a smart show it's hilarious and in 13 seasons he was able to cram in 259 episodes but iconic characters talk about memeable shit mm-hmm. bobby hill and the, yeah. the, the the shit that he says mm-hmm. i don't know you that's not your purse i don't know you it's it is a great show but it's you know mm-hmm. like i said Last but not least, I go with that because I haven't seen it as thoroughly, I guess I'd say, as these other ones that I've picked. But mm-hmm. I've since it's, it originally aired, I've always watched it. Like it's when it comes on, I'll see it. There's times, and uh, Sam, my wife, uh, will put it on periodically as almost like something to go to bed to. 
because mm-hmm. it, they're just classics. Like episode after episode is just classic. And there's also good like morality things with it. Uh, Hank Hill is, you know, typically this kind of foundation, this stand up citizen in his community and typically does the right thing. So there's like this morality background to it that has kind of like a feel good aspect to it. Um, And then, of course, he's got his bonehead friends that are all his best friends that also live right next door to him. Mm-hmm. The uh, conspiracy yeah. theorists, yeah. Dale Boomhauer. and like, the, yeah. Or yeah. It was Dale and Bill and uh Boomhauer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a great string of side characters in that show. Yeah. Um, it's, it is special. The animation is kind of cheap and cheesy, but it came from that time where, you know, yeah. it's, it's, where- it's it yeah, spawned it, during that like Simpsons era where animation didn't have to be right much. Yeah, yeah. That got to the point I think the Simpsons kind of started it, but the South Park took it to another level where mm-hmm. it got to the point where the animation didn't matter so much as the writing fucking right. mattered. And yeah, like so I've watched, uh, like I've watched a lot of episodes of King of the Hill, but I've I've never watched it like starting at the beginning season and watching it all the way through but because like it's on a like adult swim all the time i'll be watching you know something else and then a king of the hill episode will come on and i watch it every time it comes on and it's fucking hilarious every time yeah. but like I, i've never followed it you know like narratively from beginning to end but i've seen a ton of episodes and I've yeah, I've loved every episode I've seen. They're fucking great characters. Like like I said, like each one kind of fills a role, you know. Right. And in order to tell a story, and they do a really good job of it. Like they're great, well constructed characters. So yeah, yeah, I, I love King of the Hill. And I agree. I uh, confess that I don't think I've seen all two hundred fifty nine episodes. I have seen some episodes more than once and it's Mm -hmm. i always the show has been going on for so long or it did it's not going on anymore but you know it lasted for such a long time that there's almost like a bit of nostalgia too whenever you rewatch some of those old ones that you may have seen a long time ago but yeah bill dotrieve dale gribble boomhauer i mean those are (laughs) those are people that are forever going to live in history yeah so um, I let, let, let's roll that right into mine because I almost just uh revealed mine when I was talking about that. Because, uh, like I said, I'd be watching Adult Swim at night, watching my next pick, Family Guy. Uh, yeah, and then after Family Guy, there'd be an episode of King of the Hill or before Family Guy. But god damn it, I cannot, like, I can't live without Family Guy. This is one of my all-time favorite shows. It is so fucking funny. And again, like like tons, tons of episodes to choose right. from. It's been on for fucking ever. I mean, like, I mean, the shit started in the like the 90s. Like it, there's a whole episode talking about like the Y2K scare, you know? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> like the this show's been on for a very long time. And 
I can't, I can't live without Family Guy. So I'm taking it with me again. It, there's still new episodes coming out, like the the new season's on right now. Uh, you know, like I think we're halfway through it. So, Damn. and it's still, and I, I I think that's one of the benefits of animation, is like you know with with live action after fucking twenty years, your actors like age out. You you can't right. have like a little baby named Stewie for twenty years. You know, obviously. Right. That they're gonna age out, but with a cartoon, Stewie can be a baby for for the whole time, and Chris can be a teenager for the whole time, and yeah, they're able to just go. And, and what's great, to at least in my opinion, with Family Guy, it's one of the few shows that has gotten funnier over time. Like when I go back and watch the first few seasons, I'm like, wow, these aren't that great. Mm-hmm. But do you watch the new seasons and it's fucking fall out of your chair laughing? Like it just it's gotten better and better and better and funnier. And and it and like I said, even though the you know characters don't age at all, they, they do change over time. Like Stewie is no longer trying to murder Lois, you know. Right. They started off as him as like a homicidal baby. And now he's like a a closeted gay baby. (laughs) Yeah. It's yeah, it's fucking I love love Family Guy. They're so clever. They have so many as we talked about, I think uh actually it was the last time we were at the bunker. Well at least you were at the bunker. Tim brought uh, Shawshank Redemption to the bunker, yeah. and all you and I could. Oh, do that's was right. Let's talk about the the Family Guy Shawshank episode. First time <laughs> I met him, he said two words to me: vagina boob. <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking love that episode, and yeah, I, I like if I'm in a goddamn doomsday bunker. I need to laugh my ass off. And South Park, uh, sorry, Family Guy is one of those shows. Yeah, agreed. That like, I just laugh and laugh and laugh the whole time. The only shows that sometimes I have to pause it because I'm laughing too hard. I'm laughing over the next joke. Can't hear it. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I got to pause, stop laughing and, you know, keep listening. But goddamn, is that show great? It's still good after all these years. And, Again, we're in the bunker. There's a ton of episodes to watch. It so. is impressive how long they've gone on. Right. Um, I remember uh, we are talking about uh, having box sets and shit. Mm-hmm. In college, my friends and I collectively, we had box sets of It's Always Sunny, um, King of the Hill, South Park, The Office, mm-hmm. and Family Guy. And you know, being broke college kids, not paying for the local cable, we would rewatch these seasons. And mm. I remember thinking that family guy was going to be a short lived kind of show, but mm-hmm. that, that fucker is still going new episodes. That's the thing. It, it was short lived and, and it got oh, canceled. That's right. It came back. Yeah. But like you said, because of box sets, the yeah. box set did so fucking well. People went crazy for it when they binged it and they had to bring it back. So, yeah, I forgot about and, that. And then it got canceled again a couple of years later and brought back. But, yeah, Damn. and they were so self-aware that like the characters mentioned it 
Oh yeah, the <laughs> there's no fucking great jokes about them being canceled. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, They're very uh, self-aware. I was gonna say, AJ, you you are a big Family Guy fan yourself. Yeah, but I, quite honestly, I haven't watched Family Guy in many many years. Actually, like the new ones. Mm-hmm. So, I tried to start watching them again and. You know, figure out like where was where did I sort of leave off, and I started watching some of them. But yeah, I, I think it's a, a funny show, and you know, mm. it definitely appeals to my sensibilities of comedy. Uh, but I just fell off it after a while. That's the same thing with me here. Um, occasionally, like when I'm in like a hotel or something, and I'm flipping through the channels, and I'll come across Family Guy, and it'll be mm. one of the recent episodes. So it's something I've never seen before, but goddamn, if it doesn't still crack me up, like they're still doing it. Yeah, there's just there's just so much content out there these days. I, I I agree. I fell off, you know, and I just I've always loved it, and I'll always watch it when available. But it's uh, I love that you have it because I will watch it. But it's not one of the ones that I'm gonna uh, go digging and searching for because. It's almost like, you know, maybe it's maybe it's because it's been out for so long and I've mm-hmm. seen so much of it that I kind of want something else. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not to take away from how much I do like it, though. I really do. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. Yeah. But, well, during the apocalypse, you know, when you got nothing else, we got lots of time. You, you'll be lucky. Yeah. Because there'll be a bunch of episodes that'll be new for you. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm saving it for the apocalypse. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Uh, all right, we're at our last one. AJ, fucking bring us home. Well, what is your last pick? And uh... Uh, like, look, my top five, one of them got taken, The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. One of my alternates got taken, The Office. I have some more alternates. I don't want to use that one. Mm-hmm. Eh, I don't want to use that one. It's so, what you got? What, what, what's the one that you love the most? Just All right, it. so I, I, I think I sort of mentioned it earlier when I was talking about when I mentioned Fringe is created by J.J. Abrams. It's an ABC oh, show called Lost. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yes. I and would love I, to watch this show again. I, like, I know that, and I've watched it through like three times. Mm. So this qualifies as one of those things like that I've seen multiple times. Yeah. It, I know that people don't like how it ended. I know that, mm-hmm. but it but was up until one of the that more, ending. Whew. Right, it was one of the more interesting. It was definitely unique, but it was one of the more interesting shows with some killer acting, some killer yes. ideas, and Evangeline Lilly. So that's all right. you need to say. <laughs> like Kate, Kate, I can watch Kate like what Kate walking around the island for like ever. Mm-hmm. If she was naked, it would have been better, but <laughs> she wasn't. But she was a beautiful woman walking around this island, like yeah. And and it was a great show, dude. It was a great, but show. it was a terrific show. Also created, like I said, by J.J. Abrams, mm-hmm. and he 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 made a lot of great stuff over a period of time. And he was he had his name attached to like the Star Trek stuff, and like he was, you know, he was big time, and. Lost was one of his one of his brainchilds. Kind of, like, yeah. Did, really did broke Lost, him out. 
I was going to say lost kind of launched him though. Right. Right. Yeah. That was like his brain. That was like his thing that got him where he was. And yes, people did not like the ending. I did not hate the ending. I didn't. I was not as like upset about it as so many people like were vehemently like angry about it. Well, right kind of like Game of Thrones, right? People get to uh, Game of Thrones was bad, but people get right. so invested with a show that they get violent with if right. it doesn't end the right. way they, they people like. thought like Lost like phoned it in and they 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 painted themselves into a corner and all kind of like Sopranos crap. too. Like, I haven't seen that, but people get yeah. so invested yeah. into a show if it, it doesn't you know you know why to appease you know, everybody. Right. You know why? Because the show was so good. Yeah, like yeah. Lost was so good that so good. you can't help but be disappointed by the end because it's never ever going to live up to what you think it was going right? to be. Yeah, ever. Yeah. yeah, when it's that good, like there's no way an ending is going to be good because it's ending. So you're going to be upset that it's ending. Right. So, you're going to be yeah. pissed that A, it's right. ending. B, it didn't end exactly the way you thought it should. And it yeah. doesn't like subscribe to like the exact parameters or mm-hmm. logic that you applied to it prior to it ending so right whatever it was a great show but and i will gonna, rewatch it again it's not i'm it, with you i'm totally coming to your bunker to watch this dude it's not I going to lost it's gonna piss somebody off it's gonna piss a group of people off no matter which mm-hmm. way it ends Right, and yeah. you you haven't seen it, right, Marky? No, no, no. I'm just saying in general. But right? I mean, I mean, as far as Lost specifically, you haven't seen it, right? I've seen it. Uh, I don't think I've seen a full episode. Okay, um, okay. I'm okay. vaguely familiar of the concept, but okay. no, I haven't. Okay. I haven't watched it. Well, the reason I'm asking, oh, is I, I won't spoil concept. it. You, sh- I won't spoil it. You should see it. Okay. You should come to my bunker and see it. Obviously, okay. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a terrifically written show. It's very mm-hmm. layer. It's very layered. It's very character driven, and it's very, very, very well thought out. Yeah, you know everything is very carefully and well considered in this show, and uh, that's that's what I love. I love when like I'm not pandered to. I'm not like I'm not insulted. I'm not like talked down to by the show. They just everything is considered in such a way that like it 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 expects the viewer to be able to figure it out on their own. And I don't know, that's, that's to me, that's a sign of good storytelling. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and and that's what lost was really, really good storytelling. Yeah. And, and it was, it was was, right. And it was something that hadn't been done before. And, and the way that they did the flashbacks, to show to to flesh out the characters' um, mm. stories was so amazing. Yeah, because they had a lot, like a lot of story to tell, and yes. the way they weaved it all together was fucking awesome. And, totally. and like I said, yeah, the, the ending might not have been the best, but everything up until then was amazing. It yes. was such a good show. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason everyone fucking was obsessed with it, and then. You know, bitched about the end and lost their shit at the end. It was right, so, like right. People are going to be emotional about it. People yeah. wouldn't have been pissed about the ending of Game of Thrones if they didn't. If they love didn't the love show it so much, right? Hundred yeah, percent. Same, same thing with with Lost. I was yeah. exactly say, why I, they I deserve to be lost. in our bunkers. Yeah, I never. 100%. I never watched that one, but I do remember the outcry when it ended, and people mm, were yep. like, "Oh, what the hell?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Very similar to Game of Thrones. Well, in a different way, I think. Right. But, the fan but, following. But, but, but the outrage was there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the show was water cooler, like, left and right, right? Like, every oh, week. Time. Every week big it was time. being talked about. Yeah. And, and justifiably so. Because mm-hmm. the stories were so cool, was they were different. telling. It was new, yeah, it was, yeah, so good. It was something that nobody had ever seen before, and I, it was a, it was, it was groundbreaking. You know, like The Sopranos, like Game of Thrones, like yeah. these great shows we're talking about tonight. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're never going to satisfy everyone at the end. No, they're not. They're not and because you, nobody wants them to end. They want them to keep going. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you, and when they exactly decide they're going to end on their own terms, you're not going to like what they did to no, end you're not everybody. Exactly. You're not going to please everybody. But you, you brought up a good point to AJ that, uh, you know, we typically talk about movies here on the Movie Council podcast. We're talking about shows tonight. But something that's beautiful about these hugely fan adored shows is that water cooler effect. The people that right. do watch it and love it. And like whether it's your friends or your coworkers, and if you follow the show, like it comes out like on a Friday night or Saturday or Sunday, and you go to work the next day, work, and you're like, you're like, holy oh my shit, god, you holy watched shit. that last night. Yeah, yeah. that the great, great thing. Times. Yeah, it, right. Yeah. Did you see Game together. of Thrones? Did you see Lost? Like that yeah. was amazing. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, it bonds people together. It's fucking it does. great. Yeah. So yeah, try. Again, that's why I fucking love TV. And we we've each brought a show uh, to the bunker that has that sort of appeal, right? The Sopranos, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, Lost that had that sort of water cooler appeal to it, where you wanted to talk about it on Monday morning with your coworkers. Right. Yeah, you couldn't wait to talk about it because you right. know your buddy at work watches that show, and you can't wait to talk about you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, Ned Stark and his head chopped off, or whatever. Like, yeah, you, you want to talk about it, you have to talk Holy about it. Shit. And then right, you, have to, no, you have to talk about it, right? That one nerd in the, in the <laughs> office is like, I'm only on season, or I'm only on episode three. You're like, Get out of here. <laughs> we got to throw dummy, <laughs> right? Hit the bricks. <laughs> ah, so. But that's right, that's dude. it. Lost. I think Lost is a terrific show. Uh, yeah, it's a, a fucking excellent show. pick. And yeah, totally coming over to watch that with you. Love that show. Boom. So we, get, we, um, should, cuddle, we should cuddle when we watch it too. Oh, absolutely. At least hold. <laughs> at least hold hands. When AJ <laughs> told me I should come over to watch Lost, it did feel like a an invitation for a day. He said, "You should come over. I've got it. Yeah, you, yeah, you can yeah. watch come it. Over, please yeah. come, come over. I got yeah. a bottle of red." <laughs> lights down watch them last <laughs> so all right boys. Beards. Uh, right i'm talking evangeline lily but i'm really like you know thinking about marky fantasizing marky <laughs> oh my oh my hey you so um i do this this is fucking awesome tonight i said yeah we we are the movie council but i guess tonight was the movie council presents the TV council. Do we get everybody's five? We did all TV five, show. right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Damn. We, we all added five. Damn. Fucking five good ones too. Yeah. And yeah. They, they, we we get some good stuff to watch in our bunkers. So. Um. Yeah. Thank. Thank you, guys. This was this was fucking awesome tonight. I had a, I had yeah. a good time. 
I, I love talking to you guys. I, I love doing this show. This is so fun. Um, and, and again, like I said, we're the movie council, but uh, maybe maybe we do some more TV talk in the future. I know uh, the new season of Cobra Kai should be coming out soon, so we'll we'll, we'll do some more TV talk when Cobra Kai comes out. Maybe, maybe we just call ourselves the council, right? <laughs> I like it. And yeah, we can talk about whatever we want. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> that sounds like it's open to like anything. Right? Yeah. Fucking politics and shit. <laughs> well, hey, yeah. Good, good, yeah. Definitely talking about politics is we definitely wouldn't alienate people talking no. politics. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You want to bring in religion while we're at it? <laughs> yeah. You know what? From now on, we're the religion and politics council. All no, things. No, yeah. it doesn't have the same rank to it. <laughs> the Entertainment Council. No, there's some working titles here. Like, yeah, <laughs> we'll workshop it or we'll figure the, move, it out. We'll the Movie Council yet. podcast, etc. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. That's <laughs> it's the best one we got so far. So. Yeah, but all right, gentlemen. Uh, we we are actually fucking deep. Deep into this yeah. one, we're at uh, like two and a half hours now, at eh, two twenty. So, all right, damn, we, we've been going for a while, time. boys. Let's uh, let, let's wrap this one up. But again, fucking talking TV, we can go all night. Right. Um, talking movies, we can go all night too. I think that's a problem. So, let, let's wrap this one up for the night. I had a fucking great time. You guys have a good time. Absolutely, yeah. that's always awesome. So, uh. <laughs> Uh, real quick before before we wrap it, uh, go ahead. You can follow us on social media. We are at Movie Council Pod. Uh, we haven't been posting as much lately, but we'll 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 get back on that. We'll giving you guys some more content online. So yeah, f- follow us at Movie Council Pod. And if you got some feedback for us, you can send it to Movie Council Pod at gmail dot com. And uh, and I think that'll wrap it up for the night. So for myself, for AJ, and for Marky, we say thank you so much for listening. And we will talk to you again next week. Good night. Night, night. Nothing, AJ? The Movie Council is adjourned. <laughs>